0: Tencent digs its nails deeper into the gaming industry. Square Enix, unsure if six of the most popular games of all time should come to consoles.
1: Hey, Chris. Hey. Welcome to another episode of Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast, where I am your host, Brett Beck. And once again, I am joined by you, once again, Chris Figgs. Hello, how you doing? I'm good. You know, yeah. we had a good, gr- a great pre pre recording conversation. We did. Those are always fun. They kind of make the recording process a lot more fun because you're yes. already coming in with that energy. You know. Yep. And definitely yes. your energy. I know you're on a high right now. So. I
0: am. I'm ex- I'm in an extremely okay mood. Well, but it's I, more I'll okay say this: than it was before
1: uh, once you. So we've talked a lot on the show about how Chris is an aspiring writer. Yes. Uh, and he has worked on a quick piece uh that's for a competition once the competition or once the piece is posted for the competition is it something anyone can go read
0: yeah uh, i'll pimp out it's like a vocals page i haven't posted anything on it but like by next episode i'm sure i'll be able to let you know where you can read it i'll post it in the discord too so all right
1: well cool Thank there you. you go that it's chris i want you to know that this audience now is your audience too <laughs> so you can use them to pimp out your uh your piece, I read it. It's it's really good, and I, I look forward to seeing him refine it more before the competition. So yes,
0: I'm looking strong forward to strong work, it. Chris. On Thank air, you, sir. look at
1: that. You get to I puff you up a little bit more before My we God. actually get into the whole
0: <laughs> the whole I'm, I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna need to remove a rib pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh.
1: Marilyn Manson in the house over here. All Beautiful right. Well, s- welcome to uh, Lucky Episode 221, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, if I am, lucky number. then yell at me and um, and tell me what it was. Don't actually yell at me. Be nice and go, hey, Brett, it's actually a 220 or 222. Pretty sure it's 221, though. Yeah, uh, anyway.
0: Hit you with a pan.
1: We're going to start this show off uh, the right <laughs> way, time on a tradition. Chris, yes. what have you been playing this week? I know the answer to at least two of them. Are you going to surprise me with anything else? And
0: surprise the readers, listeners, Um, whatever you call them. My readers and listeners, potentially. There you go. Um, Well, okay. So I've had my main swath of games, which has been Judgment, which is excellent, and Final Fantasy XIV. However, (laughs) I have gotten uh, five other Platinums in the meantime i saw all those little weird game downloads
1: and i thought to myself <laughs> i'm pretty sure this man is buffing up
0: yeah i'm up to 85 um so i'm gonna read you off the times quick uh, legends of tally arcadia ps5 32 seconds legends of tally arcadia ps4 35 seconds oh my god! vita an hour 40 hold on Mechabolt. let's back up real quick on the first one
1: 5 seconds of difference between or is it 3 seconds of difference between the PS5 three and seconds the PS4 of difference between. 3 seconds is that load time baby let's go <laughs> <laughs> you're selling the PS5 P- version PS5 there. in action
0: we'll get yeah, to that with the community stake. <laughs> actually true um, and then Mechabolt was an hour on Vita 44 minutes on PS5 and then Red Death which is the one I had the most trouble with was 6 hours and 48 minutes but that's because I took a break <laughs> Man, that one you would like. That's like a score attack, like Galaga type game. It's pretty good. Cool. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah um, Ink Explosion
1: was a legitimately fun game. Yeah, like, it's, it's, it's it was hard because I was playing mm-hmm. on a Vita, so it was even harder than it could have been. Yeah, um, I can't imagine that. But yeah, so Red Death was the
0: name of the game. Yeah, I think you would like it. Uh, it's death. basically like Explosion if it was also downwell. Oh, I see it. It's got like a vertical. Mm-hmm. Oh wow,
1: yeah, that looks actually kind of cool.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah, I had trouble getting to 80,000. I hit 79,680 or something like that. And then I stopped and I played Judgment for the rest of the night. <laughs> I like seeing those kind of odd games like
1: that, though, where they yeah. have that, you know, they take a couple of different games and they shove them together. But yeah. that's you know, there's there's a lot of really cool games. They're not normally going to be like a game of the year contender or anything, but you can get some really fun short experiences that mm-hmm. were cheap from things like that. Yeah, I mean so that's I had one fun, I could see myself going for a platinum on.
0: Yeah, I had fun with at least the first three. I don't know what happened in the Legends of Talia games. <laughs> but because you get that platinum, you go to tech speed and you turn it all the way up, and then you turn cutscenes all the way up, and then you press square and it skips everything, and you get the I unlocked the second platinum before the trophies stopped popping on the first one. Oh man <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was like degenerate but mechable and red death were both very fun yeah see but, yeah
1: i i have such a hard time doing that i did do like one of those and even then it took me longer than it probably should have because i yeah. screwed up so early but um that oh, weird frogger like game yeah like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pa- d- package delivery i don't know what it was called it was literally so road ridiculous Russell. road hustle there you go um but yeah yeah i don't have, I have a lot of those i know that's like your thing because you just like to pump numbers but uh, see i
0: actually kind of hate it because i do like having a good trophy list like yeah. judgment i'm going for because it's an ultra rare on psn profiles which is yeah like, means something oh those are always but. cool
1: that's like you know the telltale games I, those are probably like the lowest level of platinums I normally like to get, yeah, and I actually think that those, while they may take a little bit longer, are easier to get than
0: some of the rattleica games. It just oh, yeah. depends, but I have yeah. one uh, peasant knight that i 'm only one trophy away, and Peasant it was
1: actually kind of fun,
0: really, because I said to myself, I am not putting myself through this for this one trophy that 's the first time i 've ever said that um, yeah there, a there was like a that.
1: there was a game that. That him him no something like that. Oh really? Uh, another Rattalika game that I played for like twenty minutes. I like and it
0: did not grip me at any point, and I was like, yeah, I'm not going to keep playing this. This is for a platinum. <laughs> See, there's some that I guess like that where I'm just like, it's not bad, and the trophies are quick. You know? Yeah, sure. Where I'm like, That's that fine. Uh,
1: that Rattalika game where it's like a Metroidvania where you uh, are going through the facility, and it's you know you can oh
0: uh paradox shoot, yeah paradox soul yes yeah, paradox so I, I that game that was one. cool i like that one i played yeah. that
1: game past the the platinum really <laughs> <laughs> yeah because you get to platinum like maybe an hour in maybe not yeah. even that long and i played the game for like four hours because i was like this is fun this
0: is cool yeah. well that's like devious dungeon i think are legitimately good games yeah and those are some i want to go in platinum again on ps4 strictly because they're fun yeah um that's actually why I did Paradox Soul
1: again. I've got the platinum. I got a stack of platinum on that. Oh but yeah. I was just like that's a cool. I like that game. I'd go play that again. Now, i will yeah. say second time around, I did quit as soon as I got the platinum, but I had yeah. a good time all the way up to platinum. Right. And, and uh there's, um, Cyber oh, what? Uh, the Siberian, that game was also cool. Oh, Hard, oh yeah, yeah too. Yeah, at least on Vita. With.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um, just Ignore Them was good once I followed a guide. That one was more like it's fine and then the guide like putting the story together was like, "Oh, this is actually fun. Yeah, but we should probably talk about the good games I played. If you have, to,
1: if you want, yeah, sure. What good games did you play? <laughs> so I know Judgment because you were playing yeah. that, and then you just said that you saw probably your favorite video game cutscene ever.
0: Yeah, just high praise. I'd love to send it to you, but I don't know if you'll play it. But it is such a good cutscene, man. It's possible
1: that I'll play it. It just depends. Um, we'll see.
0: Hey, man, the PS5 version is on sale.
1: Uh, that means you own it so no it does not
0: <laughs> oh really is nope. it not a free upgrade nope i am playing the ps4 version because i got one trophy in it otherwise i would have bought it yes <laughs> I can't have that bad trophy list can't have that one percenter <laughs> no you can't it's important it, i mean listen i i like having my completion percentage it's 29.07 i'm getting up there So I'm going to tell you, I'm going to
1: cut in the head of you here because it's relevant to here. I'm not going to lie. I told you, I messaged you earlier, a little behind the scenes, and said F Scarlet Nexus. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And I'm going to tell you right now, I've never been more ready for a game to end, and I was approaching what we talked about last week or the week before of the sunken time fallacy, where it's like, I was approaching that thing of like, if this game goes on anymore, I'm just quitting. And I'm going to be upset because I put this much time into it, but I can't be claimed victim to the to the fallacy. So I just I I pushed on, and thankfully never hit that point and got to an end. And I was kind of happy with the end until one big thing, and I was like, God! Every single time these writers have to do this, but at one point when I was kind of debating, could I just stop now? Like you know, I, I'm <laughs> I'm feeling stress about it, and this was like three hours before I actually beat the game, uh, three yeah. hours of playtime, and I kind of looked. And I thought, then I won't have the completed trophy. And I'm so close. So I guess technically I, I half fell victim to the sunken time fallacy by way of trophies. Because <laughs> I was sitting there. I was like, man, there's a couple trophies I can knock out. And I could get the, the actual trophy for beating the story. Yeah. I guess I'll just go ahead
0: and finish it. <laughs> you should do it. I think like... I don't know. But I'm done like, with it now. So, it's, you know uh, oh, you got the platinum in it? No, no,
1: no. no oh, never. No, fault, I just I have a completion trophy. That's oh, all really? that matters. I have story completion trophy. That's all I but really you wanted. you have
0: finished the story.
1: I don't need to see Kasane's part, definitely after I was told I, I no, no, not happening.
0: <laughs> Cuz I'm playing Kasane's part if I ever get back to it. That's Kasane is a wet towel. Oh yeah, she sucks. She's terrible. And I she gets like a little bit better toward the games. end,
1: but, yeah, no, terrible. She's absolutely awful. No, like, I like her sister is, yeah, Naomi's cool, but Yuito is, like, idealistic and kind mm. of, you know, naive. But there's at least an interesting character there. Yeah. Whereas it's it becomes pretty obvious pretty quickly that Kasane's just a bee. Yeah, no, I can see that. <laughs> and then suddenly she's not, for because the story needs her to not be and she's still yeah. like oblivious at that point but she's not necessarily like cold
0: in yeah. the same way i i, I really do want to get back to it but there's just i think i'm gonna go through yakuza again i'm Dude, pretty sure that's where i'm at some of the absolute
1: best combat i have ever seen in a jrpg oh yeah and it's awesome. it's when you actually get late game where everything comes together and you have like nine different SAS abilities to tap into Mm -hmm. and the amount that you can like, it gets to where if you upgrade your tree enough, you can activate two up to anywhere from two, three, or four together at a time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, moves, learning combos that you like that just use these SAS things together to really knock out something and kill it quickly is super satisfying. But, I think they were aware that they had really good combat. Probably better combat than I've seen in any Bandai Namco game to date. But because of that, even though they've done it in games that don't have great combat it's like they fall into their normal trap of making the games way too long with just a bunch of fighting because they want you to do that so the problem I ended up having with the game and you'll see it pretty early there was at least four maybe five of these things where you're like building level to level you keep you go through like this big almost maze like section and then you go through and this the next level and you start at the beginning and it's keep doing that and keep doing that and keep doing that and then you get to the end but the problem is is that that makes it feel like you're building towards a resolution and like an actual game ending resolution so it's pumping you up and you're like this is kind of you know grindy but it's okay because i'm working towards this big meaty piece of story that's going to end everything and bring it all together and then you get there and it just it's like oh here's one snippet also here's all this other stuff that it just makes you go wait what and then you have to do it again and then like you play for you know four hours and then it makes you do another one and you're like okay Four of them later, the last one of the game, I was like, please, if this is not the last one, I cannot do this again. Because it's just gauntlets of monsters just to make you fight because they have good combat. And I hated it.
0: Yeah, I I saw that coming. Um, Scarlet Nexus is a game where every time I play it, I'm like, this is really fun. Mm -hmm. But I never want to play it. And it sucks because I was very excited for it. But yeah their biggest problem is is that they
1: kind of do that persona thing and there's other games like rune factory that do it too where you have like bonding gameplay sections so after every chapter you know you've got that standby phase where everybody's in the hideout and you can talk to them and go hang out with them and just learn more about their characters Mm -hmm. but the problem is is i wanted to do those even though they felt really weird because it's like oh someone just died but also let's go hang out and eat popcorn at misobi's (laughs) it feels (laughs) weird but it's the only time that the game ever actually builds their characters up to be anything Mm -hmm. and it never actually does character growth and showing Mm -hmm. these character attributes during real gameplay sections instead for the most part it's just cool plot stuff, no character. And, you know, a great story should always be taking character moments and plot moments and smacking them together so that you have a great character and a great plot. Now, normally one will be a little stronger than the other, but it's okay because you still got these great character moments. But Mm -hmm. just about the only character you learn anything about through the majority of actual gameplay and not the standby phase bond moments is Yuito. And I guess if you're playing as Kasane, you probably learn more about Kasane that way. But it's it's only you, the player. And that would kind of work if, you, if the whole point of the game wasn't having 10 friends who are part of your crew that are all important mm-hmm. and their motivations are important. But you don't understand those unless you spend all these extra hours with these Bond episodes. So yeah. I, I feel like it's a tale of two games in a lot of ways. You know, It's trying to be more than what it really needs to be. It's got yeah. 15 hours of solid story and it stretches that into 30,
0: 25 oh, to 30, cool. and it just didn't need to. And that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, hey, I get it. But at the same time, I'm a, fan, a gigantic fan of a game series that is ex- extraordinarily long-winded. What so, is that? Yakuza. I don't know. the weird, And maybe it's because I haven't played later titles. I actually
1: felt like it was there a little bit, but I actually felt like Yakuza Kiwami, the remake of the first yeah. one, felt far more like I can get through this and there's not a lot of fat and it's staying towards the story. Than scarlet nexus did scarlet nexus for me to have played like 33 hours it was longer than probably anything i have ever played
0: really it it felt like you know
1: i I felt like i played that game for 80 hours
0: so i was misinterpreting because to me i was thinking like with the yakuza it's there's a lot of story and some of it is only there to just be hilarious and ridiculous but like it's not necessarily related so i guess that's a different thing um
1: Yeah, I think Scarlet tries to have the majority of its plot moments be in service of the greater thing of why is this one thing happening and everything that they're trying to do, they're trying to point it as like, oh, it's all towards that goal, which is what a strong plot's supposed to do. You're supposed to have a goal that your characters are always going toward and a strong plot will have it to where every story be, even if it's not part of the greater story. Like a great example, God of War. Mm -hmm. Uh, So you think about God of War 2018. One of the best things about it is that its actual plot is simple it's yes. actual plot is what of our characters goals <clears throat> get to the top of the mountain spread the ashes everything else that happens along the way is in service of well we got to stop this because it's getting in our way to get to the top of the mountain to spread the ashes everything is in service of that goal so even though you're fighting all these crazy things and doing all this different stuff it's because it's the only way you're going to get to the top of the mountain and spread the ashes.
0: Yeah, that's and true.
1: That that's that's what makes a great plot is something that has the ability to take something simple and make an entire game out of it, but never be like ooh. Whereas this has a far more complicated premise, which is interesting, and it just doesn't know when to make sure it's focusing on that plot.
0: Well, sometimes I will say I'm glad you beat it. It doesn't feel like I've wasted money, but you've also completely unsold me on playing it. So it's it's interesting.
1: I. I think if I actually would have spent money, I would have quit longer, uh, uh, more ahead, which is interesting. I guess because it was free, I was willing to give it more. And for a small period, I was in love with the game. This past week has really slowly but surely just made me be like, this game is too long. It should have ended multiple times. They've built it up to end multiple times and it just never does. And then the actual ending they give you completely screws up everything because the writers had no restraint.
0: Yeah. Nobody ever does in those kind of stories. Oh, it, it makes me so mad. <laughs> well, a- at least I know that when I write my time travel story, I'll have someone to yell at me about it. Oh, yeah. If you
1: send it to me and there's any kind of paradox stuff, I'm going to be like, hey, bro, the rules are simple. You put them in front of you while you're writing so that you can like read your <laughs> sentence back and go, oh, wait, that wouldn't be possible. <laughs> and yeah, that back. doesn't work.
0: Yeah. See, the way you talk, it, it shocks me that you're not a Yakuza fan. Like, Yakuza has one of the best stories Oh, I I absolutely love Kiwami. I don't know. I don't know. I've tried going into
1: um, Zero after Kiwami, and something about it didn't click with me. Um, I I don't know. It might have been Burnout. It might have been any number of things. Uh, Yeah, yeah. I'm facing that here, right? I was originally going to play Code Vein soon. There's no way in hell I'm playing Code Vein after Scarlet, yeah. and I don't mean in general. Like I'll eventually get back around to it, but I need time. I don't yeah. need a similar style game at all, and I really hope that it being a bit—excuse ba- me—a Bandai Namco game, it doesn't fall into the same traps because I don't mm-hmm. want
0: it. Well, I sent you the the scene that I was talking about because it doesn't have any spoilers. Watch that, and then you'll realize the next game I'm going to play is Man. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I'm I not already kidding.
1: see something interesting in just the thumbnail.
0: <laughs> I almost want you to live react to it. You know what? Do it, and if it's not funny, I will edit it out of the show. But <laughs> <laughs> I want to hear it. Oh well got a minute and fifty one seconds. You can skip to uh thirty seconds. Thirty seconds, alright. I'm gonna watch it too. Okay, here we are, still on
1: this man's skateboard. Oh, in English
0: she says I'm going to borrow that and the guy says uh sure. <laughs> <laughs> the classic old uh police let yes. me take your vehicle. <laughs> exactly. Okay.
1: No, okay, he he's absolutely going to grab one of the back. He's back to the <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> Here we go.
0: Oh, the yakuza is so good.
1: Yeah, I will say that this definitely is in line with the other mainline Yakuza's because of how ridiculous they are. There's some scenes of the first one where I'm like, what in the hell is going on here? Yeah. This feels really epic for something that at heart is honestly (laughs) not. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess it is. It's turning up what should be a mundane thing of someone chasing someone in a car on a skateboard. Into something way more complicated. I know. The and then, a, got, and then a, a Japanese businessman hanging out the side of a van with a
0: <laughs> iron pipe. <laughs> this series is so good. This is the thing. That's I is this to do Japanese this. Fast and Furious? Yes. It absolutely is.
1: But somehow actually a little more believable?
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's just... The series itself, not to like go off on a... You can stop. I think you're further I Sure, than yeah. It's, it, but <laughs> the... The series is so good, and there's like there's a joke I'll I'll, I'll spoil because it's a tutorial one. It's in one of the games. I won't tell you which, but it, it made me love the series again. Where. <laughs> You have to, you do this thing, it's a side quest to collect all the perverts that you fight, basically. And it starts off where you choose a red, a one in a red trench coat, one in a green trench coat, and a one in a blue trench coat. And <laughs> you get to choose which one of those perverts you fight. And I, it was one of the funniest setup jokes I've heard in a video game in so long. That's they crazy. Even, they even have a pervert professor who introduces everything to you. <laughs> <laughs> like this is the greatest game I've ever played. Yeah, there's some really odd parts of Kuwami, but they were
1: all like funny in a way that was like this is endearing in a, in a very yeah. odd way. Yeah,
0: it's one of those like I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you've done this. So I only have one
1: other game for me this week that sure. I have been doing. Uh, I haven't even actually played RuneScape this week. I haven't had time. Oh, okay. Um, sad, sad days. But. I know that one of your other games is, of course, Final Fantasy, like we talked it about. Uh, I started Final Fantasy because I beat Scarlet yeah. Nexus. Okay. Uh, so actually, I, 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 I beat Scarlet Nexus earlier today, and I started my character last night just to make sure that I downloaded everything correctly, since it's a free trial. Yeah. Um, and I found that my old character was still there, my my uh-huh. level
0: nine, Mijote. <laughs> I think that's what I'm playing. The cat. The yeah. Cat, cat dude. And I'm and yep. my
1: new character I made is also that cause I made a new character on Baomung, but yeah, shout out Kiki. I made it. I did it. I know that you found me. We will find time to play together. I need time to get used to the game again. Definitely on a controller, but oh. we'll see. Uh, so I'm playing that. I played a little bit more today. I'm still not out of the city and actually fighting things yet. Cause I'm trying to really get an understanding of the game. Yeah. Uh, though I think I needed, I don't know. i I logged on to my old character last night for like, 20 minutes and just kind of goofed around before we played sea of thieves huh. and yeah. oh so i guess i played sea of thieves um, nice and i don't know man there's something you know and, and this is the thing where i understand it sounds a little hypocritical because runescape is similar runescape operates on what's called game ticks so there's so many ticks per second and everything that you're everything that happens <coughs> happens in, a, in an interval of those ticks and it's very simple you click on something and you find it Uh, Mm -hmm. but it's also very simple in that it's all about manipulating game ticks and what you can do in a game tick by just kind of inventory manipulating and choosing special uh special attacks with certain weapons and things so that you can do as much damage in a single game tick as possible but it's not like rotating through and clicking something and then fighting it i I don't know maybe it's because it's also more primitive graphics i don't know what it is but when i got on and kind of ran in the woods and fought yesterday on my character. I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to play a game. Definitely coming off of Scarlet where it's like sensory overload, 90% of the game. Cause there's so much going on. It was cool. I didn't actually have problems with it, but I could see someone having that. Yeah. And there's uh, a lot going on. It's so much slower and I know I'm early days, but I don't know, man. I think the last, you know, the last MMO that was new for me to get into, um, that was kind of like that was Silk Road. I don't think I've gotten into one. Oh no, I guess Guild Wars 2 is kind of like that, even though they tried doing a little bit more and I didn't stay with it for very long. I played like 15 hours and, and ducked out, but every, everyone I've played that I've really stuck with for long periods has been games where on a controller and on a console, they've made real time combat. And I kind of wish that that's what this was. And I know that that's blasphemy to people who love it probably, but I can see that. that would be I'm having engaging. a hard time adapting because, like, I love DCEU, or DC yep. uh, Universe Online, rather, not DCEU. But uh, that one's great because you're doing, like, it's basically an action game where you're doing combos on a controller in real time and moving around and dodging in real time. So whether or not you get hit, depending on the attack, is kind of based on where you are. Uh, and I, I don't know. I don't love that you can't do that here. So I'm, I'm having a
0: adjustment period problems right now. <clears throat> I can see that. That's definitely... Something where like you cannot pay attention at least at the beginning and just kinda click and not and get bored. I could see that absolutely.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's true in RuneScape too. Late about. late game, you gotta be on your ball, you know. You gotta make sure you're not taking too much damage. So you gotta eat food so that you can heal. And I'm a I know that's here too. You gotta make sure that you're popping off healing spells correctly, uh and whatnot. Uh but what um what class did you end up going with?
0: Uh I'm a pugilist
1: Oh, you're you're the monk bad boy.
0: Yeah, uh, my second character, the one I'm going to roll with, with uh, you and Kiki, I guess, is going to be a mage.
1: Which one are you going? White, arcanist. black, arcanist? Okay. Um, I don't doing... know the difference, but. Oh, okay. Well, I think uh, arcanist in this one is uh, DPS still. Um, okay, cool. So white mage is more healer, and then black mage and arcanist are both, or um, arcanist, whatever, are both DPS. Uh, I went black mage, so I'm a thaumaturge oh nice okay which is i mean you know they have their fancy names for it but it's just what it is (laughs) yeah so but yeah we'll see i we, we need to start playing together so i have that motivation to keep going so that i can get to the point to see if it's gonna click with me or not so anybody who wants to play with us holler at me let me know your schedule i don't intend on starting anything else game wise so long as i'm trying to give this game a real chance so I have a higher chance of giving it a chance if I have people to play with. So holler at your boy. Yeah, let's all do it. We'll get bread in. We'll make it happen. I'm a level two thaumaturge in Uldan or whatever the hell it's called.
0: (laughs) Gilgamesh.
1: But, um, yeah, that was about it. I mean, so did you play anything
0: else of, of value? um of value i've played some more yakuza 7 i'm kind of between both of them but judgment yakuza and final fantasy is really it for me
1: which final fantasy oh final fantasy 14, 14 yeah, i got yeah. you um how are you finding jumping between yakuza's uh or yakuza 7's new turn-based style and the more classic yakuza style of judgment
0: uh judgment's better
1: mm. so are you I a little like...
0: sad that yakuza's going turn-based for main series only if they stop making Judgment games, which is definitely possible. <laughs> yeah, right now. <laughs> yeah, which is um, unfortunate.
1: I guess they could make another
0: Judgment game with a different main character, but yeah. <clears throat> there's that they definitely, at least in, at least so far, because I'm still early-ish. I definitely could see them going another route. I bet they just figure it out. It's probably too big a franchise not to at this point. Huh? You hope so? You <laughs> Really do. It's, I I like Judgment. Judgment is in, like, the top three of the Yakuza series. What so. are your top three Yakuza games? Um, two, six, and Judgment, probably. Do you think it would be blasphemy if my next jump into it was actually skipping zero and just going straight to Kiwami 2? I think you should play zero after you play six. Okay. <laughs> so, no. <laughs> well, um, we'll see then. <laughs> yeah. Because if you're going to play, to me, like, I don't think Zero is good enough. Uh, That's a weird thing to say. I like Zero a lot. But I think it's, like, it's not worth playing until after. Because I think you get more out of it as as a prequel. But that's just my opinion. Like, one of my friends who loves Yakuza now that he started playing because of me, he loves it. And he played Zero, like, first, I think.
1: Yeah, see, I think what's weird about games is that they typically do try to bring the prequel in later because it, it's like it's a way to reframe things you've already seen and then you get more yeah. payoff because you know the future. But it's also kind of an issue, right? Prequels also carry that problem <clears throat> of, to some degree, the senses of urgency and, and worry are somewhat relieved because of the fact of you know that this character is not going to die because you see him lay, you see him down the road. Mm-hmm. and that's a hard thing to deal with in, in gaming. You know, it's like no matter what you do in like the God of War games that are prequels, and they're really good games actually, but to a degree, you know that Kratos is going to live no matter what. Yeah. <laughs> so, right. No,
0: yeah. that's exactly it. I get that completely.
1: And maybe that's what it is too. I don't, I don't really know. Maybe it's that I already knew who Cosma or whatever his name is, um, is, is that right? Is that his name?
0: Yep. Kiru. Okay.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know. I just I had a hard time with, and I didn't even play it long. I only played Zero for like an hour, and it was just not clicking with me at all. And I was like, So okay. how do you
0: feel about my one of my favorite video game characters ever, Majima? Oh, Majima's awesome. Then you should probably play Zero. <laughs> I'll get to it eventually. I love Majima in the first game. Yeah, Majima is one of the best characters of all time. Yeah, Kiryu-chan. Oh, I love him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> all right enough yakuza for people who don't care about it i've been watching mm-hmm. a gif of someone just brushing barbecue sauce onto a rib for like the last 10 minutes and i'm getting a little hungry so i'm going to turn that off uh, <laughs> i was trying to get to the community steak question <laughs> which we put from last week we had uh one of our patrons and longtime listeners sean uh sean one ask you know kind of rhetorically or not he said you know like what's the reason to buy a ps5 and i think he actually was kind of talking on games more than anything but we kind of took that as a bigger question like right now if you have a ps5 what do you consider the reason to to have bought one to have been like what made you buy one if you haven't but you're still wanting one because you just haven't had a chance to get one yet as they're hard to get what is it that's making you want one and then lastly if you aren't currently interested in getting one What could Sony do that would change that? Or what about PlayStation 5 um, could change to change your interest? And got a bunch of answers uh, and a pretty interesting divide. So one of ours is uh, Mr. Luke Davidson, otherwise Luke Nukem. He says, (laughs) honestly, I think it runs a lot smoother uh, than my PS4 Pro did. The controller has been a big upgrade as well. Nice, simple, to the point. Agreed. Big one. Now, this one's a little interesting. This is from a uh, longtime friend, uh, Mr. Ryan Sweet, jo- sweet uh, Tuner Jones. He sweet says, Tuner Jones. Yeah. <laughs> He's always something sweet something Jones. That's his, <laughs> uh, that's his Red Dead 2 Online guy, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, if God. I liked Red Dead 2 Online more, I'd probably know more about why, but who knows. <laughs> he says, I was very interested in getting uh, one before you couldn't get them easily. The poor customer service plus tales of exclusives. i I think he i'm wondering what he means by that uh he says has him less interested i wonder if he means that the fact that they're not exclusives and that they're more that they're cross-gen he says my only interest now is because i hate computers or i would have switched already i don't really know if i'll pull the trigger now ryan i say this with all the love in the world i think the moment they show gran turismo 7 and you get hyped for it you can well nope let me take that back because like he said there's no reason for it now. He can play Gran Turismo 7 on PS4, according that's, to Herman Holst.
0: That's absolutely insane. Wrong move,
1: in my opinion. You yes. know, I, I think going cross-gen here and there is okay. But I think for flagship titles like uh like Gran Turismo, and I
0: guess it's, the argument is, is that you could say that Horizon's a flagship title. But isn't uh, the entire point of having a racing game at launch to show off the power of your console? Mm-hmm. That's the whole. Re- that's the reason the racing genre exists.
1: I love the racing genre, but I'm not going to lie and act like they aren't some of the earliest showcases of what you can do on a console. Of course, because one of the craziest necessary. things about PS3 was uh, MotorStorm as a launch game. That game was crazy. It had such crazy like uh you know i guess particle effects because you could like you could ram into somebody wreck them pause the game and move the camera and you could see like every nut and bolt of the car flying off once you smacked them and like random debris going and it was cool that's pretty cool but and at the time on ps3 that Mm -hmm. you know coming out of ps2 that was like relatively unheard of so you're right i think early day racing games do tend to be really good showcases of the power of a system because racing games are easy to optimize because of the way they're played but yeah Yeah, interesting but he does love racing games so it'd be interesting to see what gets him but i know that the other thing is uh he's another one of the people that rightfully so talks about playstation's lack of being able to get save transfers to work consistently across every game without it being hit
0: or miss per game yeah i agree i don't know i don't think that the uh, i think they should have not done the uh, cross generation thing at all but
1: yeah, I don't know. I, I it's it's weird. I think the biggest reason
0: is because of the fact that right before COVID hit, they were like, "We believe in generations." Yeah, that's probably not something you should say and then do this. Really not, <laughs> Mister Jimbo.
1: Yeah, it, it makes it sound like you just said that to get a dig in at an Xbox,
0: and that's then you were exactly just like, "But we're it. also going to do
1: exactly what Xbox
0: is doing." Worse, they're worse than Xbox
1: <laughs> because it, because they it, it, like at least Xbox was clear up front
0: no Xbox is done doing it <laughs> what do you mean Redfall's not on Xbox one Starfield's not on Xbox one true Microsoft there's, there's white simulator isn't I don't think there's what like 18, 18 months? months is what they yeah. said so there Sony's probably going to be let's God of War is a fall game right it has to be because I don't think horizon's coming out this year so they're they're releasing a game God
1: of War 2 doesn't come out this year either from what we've seen
0: That's what I'm saying. I think it's gonna be a fall twenty twenty two game. Yeah, so that's gonna be past an eighteen month mark. Yeah, you're gonna release a cross gen game in fall twenty twenty two. like basically two years after you've released your console. That's insane.
1: Yeah. I think it is interesting. I mean I get that more people get to play it, but I just it is one of those things that has this question have more weight, you know. I think on a normal PlayStation console, the question of why to upgrade, immediately people would say the first, you know. The first year of launch games, people would be like, yeah. "Oh yeah, dude, Resistance was awesome, and MotorStorm was awesome, and Ratchet and Clank: Future Tools of Destruction was awesome." You know that that's what PS3 had going for it, and PS4. You know, you could say, well, "What was the reason to upgrade? Nac and Killzone probably weren't the strongest examples, even though I did enjoy both of those games." But no. I think, even though it's a weaker Infamous game, I think Second Son was a big reason to be like, "Look at that, Second Son,
0: Bam!" Yeah we'd be getting that on ps4 that's (laughs) wild to me anyway sorry oh you're good
1: man that this one this next one's interesting because there's kind of like a conversation to spread off of it uh so logan says for me the improvements to hardware compared to the base model ps4 i had prior is my main reason for wanting a ps5 so i'm gonna stop right there that's clearly a big jump base ps4 Mm -hmm. to ps5 he says uh, in the first place there are uh, aren't really any games that justify buying a whole console but the overall experience is so much better that I think it's 100% worth it which is kind of where we landed on last week um, yeah. which I do think that now Ratchet is a game that's 100 like why 100% worth it is hard to put on in a single game but I think Ratchet is a really strong example and then when you have Demon Souls those are two really strong examples but one's more niche than the other um mm-hmm. Kurt over here at Kurt Kurt Guy on Twitter says, "If I sat you in a room with a PS4 and a PS5 on two separate
0: TVs, you could not tell the difference." Wrong, entirely one, wrong, one
1: hundred percent wrong.
0: Not even remotely close to correct. I don't understand where you got that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Which in that case, Logan actually says, "Have you used a PS5?" He says, comparing his PS5 experience to his base PS4 experience is literally night and day, and that's true. I mean. Yeah. Uh, somebody actually said, uh, I'm going to go run over real quick and grab one from the Discord. Um, sure. But one of our patrons, Mr. Kai Grimm, he says, the number one reason for me is load times. The load times alone make it worthwhile, but if you have a TV capable of letting the PS5 reach its potential visually, you won't be disappointed either. And I think that's a big thing. If you take a game that has a native PS5 version and a, P- and a native PS4 version, the difference is literally night and day. HDR, all these, in which PS4 has HDR to a degree, but HDR, 4K resolution, 60 frames per second, depending on the game. You're going to see those things and immediately be like, whoa, something's up with this other image. And then the the first time the game has to stop and load, you're going to go, oh, wow, that was way quicker over here. You would Mm -hmm. see that difference immediately.
0: You can see the difference on the PS5. Like, I think I told the story when I played on Resident Evil 2 of switching it from PS4 to PS5, my my external hard drive to my internal console one. And the difference was a solid minutes of time saved. Yeah, even
1: for games that don't have uh, native PS5 versions.
0: Right, and that's the mm. thing. I think some people underrate how important that is. But I would argue that I saved two hours of my life switching it over. And if, if you can save two hours of your life on every game, that's a lot of time you're saving on 30 second load screens. Yeah. You you can
1: either use that to game way more, or you can use that to get other parts of your life back where you feel like, Oh, I was able to complete that 30 hour game with two hours less of load times.
0: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Let's see. I'm going to grab a couple of more. Um, I'm going to let you get the rest of them that are on discord and I'm going to go track down the ones that are on Facebook here, whichever one you want to grab from discord. You can go ahead and grab one. We have
0: my boy, awesome. Dave Leet. uh 1337 he says for me it would be the ssd and the performance i but i can't ignore the fact that demon souls and returnals are also amazing games he highly recommends returnal to everyone i'm I'm glad returnal was for you <laughs>
1: <laughs> i know Returnal's a, a sore spot for you chris
0: yeah i don't like it very much it's not for me i know that though yeah which is fair
1: um so over on the Facebook which you can go and ask to be entered in it's Triangle Square to PlayStation Podcast it's a group Uh, we've got a couple of answers this one is from Mr. Michael Potter Schneider. he says I got the PS4 Pro 8 years after launch I still have barely covered ground in exclusive titles I'll wait until it starts to break down before upgrading the only title really interesting me is Demon Souls but I can always play it on my PS3 he's one of those all time patient gamers that Saul and I talk about
0: though i you know what i have massive respect for them because i i i remember having like a like a come to jesus moment when i bought a ps3 and like 52 or not 52 what am i saying like 15 games for like 110 bucks and i was like oh should i should i wait on every generation be just a solid generation back no i couldn't do that but the
1: savings is incredible it's insane. But you have that thing where it's almost like how much do you want to be in like the zeitgeist of gaming, which yeah. to me is weird. I think the podcast kind of pushes me a little more there, but before the podcast, I just wanted to be playing the newer stuff because I like the tech side of everything. So it's like the new games are like the proof of what the tech can do as it matures more. Uh, and that is interesting to me now, since I don't play a lot of show, uh, social games, I don't think that that part of it isn't important to me. Like you know, I think my gaming cachet is kind of different because most people are are like, oh, did you play the new Call of Duty? And no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you played the new Battlefield? No, I haven't. So it depends. But I think that there's something about that patient gamer where you save a ton of money, but also you kind of. <clears throat> Gets to play games without the weight of expectation because it like you know he can come up on ps4 and play a game like uh let's see let's say two different divisive games right he can play knack and he can play the order 1886 (laughs) and and he can play them now today without any of the weight of what people were saying about them when they first came out and the thing about that weight of what's being said is that it's When it's on the internet like that and it's being pushed out like that, it's subconsciously hitting everyone and it creates like a weird negativity around the game. Whereas you can play a game once all that's died down and you go, Oh, you know, this wasn't that great, but this was really cool, but also like this, but this wasn't that great. And you can have your own opinion in a way that feels true to you and less influenced by an outside source.
0: Okay. True.
1: And I like that. I think it's interesting to see people do that. Also, I just think it's interesting being patient because I had to be a patient gamer growing up because I didn't have the money. You know, my family didn't have the money to do it. So the moment I got a job of my own, it was like, all right, now I'm getting every game on launch that I want at launch when (laughs) it comes out. (laughs) But I am, Michael. I have found myself being a little more like... Certain games are still getting me, but I buy a lot less on day one and I play a lot less on day one and it takes me longer to beat games. So I, I think I'm... Becoming a little more patient than I used to.
0: Yeah, and that's important. So, uh, Got another one on of Discord real quick. All right. Um, right. Let's see. It's a lot of agreeing in Discord. Rob Henry 2990 says, The SSD is amazing, but I can't wait for the storage to be opened up. And GT7 is going to be amazing with haptic feedback and adaptive triggers. There are so many great games that are coming and really gonna unlock the the full potential of next-gen gaming and all these games are getting upgraded to include features is awesome too
1: yeah yeah i I think the 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 updates are cool and we're gonna talk about one of those when we hit into the news um Um, but it's really cool getting to see like the backwards compatible versions of games run better and do better without even being bespoke ps5 versions Mm -hmm. that's very nice yeah all right let's see i'm gonna do um do one more here and from Facebook and it says see we're going to go toward Bailey Robertson because I haven't heard much from him lately but Bailey hope you're doing well buddy He says, had one since launch, and in my opinion, everything's just better, from patches to help speed Mm -hmm. and frame rate. I think he meant load speed, but from patches to load speed and frame rate for different PS4 games to the PS5 games we've gotten that are coming, plus the controller, just an all-around better experience. Um, So people brought up the controller. I will say, uh, I got the 1S uh, Thursday. Mine finally came in. And I was really glad to be playing Sea of Thieves back on my OLED TV because it looks a lot better than my computer monitor, in all honesty. (laughs) Uh, And it was running at a solid 60 frames per second, which also was interesting. That art style, it says the game runs at 1080p 60 frames per second, but honestly, it looked the same as my 1440p image. Actually better because of a better screen. Plus, HDR made the game look night and day difference, uh, which my current computer monitor doesn't have. But... Troller is a big thing, man. The vibration feels so different that it does feel like a generation apart. (laughs) That's hard to describe until I was actually sitting there playing because I've been playing Sea of Thieves on my computer with my DualSense plugged in using DS4 Windows and it supports the haptic feedback and it converts uh, things over and it does a really good job. But playing sea of thieves it just all of them felt weak there was a couple times where i had to really be like is this thing even vibrating Mm -hmm. and that was a really surprising and then you know like xbox last gen had the vibration motors in the trigger but now playstation has got the trigger stops and between the two of them, the trigger stops getting like little pushback feels way more interesting in a shooter game than just a false vibration that's trying to replicate that um yeah so across the board yeah, the controller's a big deal, and I think it's why Microsoft has on multiple occasions come out and been like, yeah, Sony really did something cool with the controller here. Yeah. Should we ape this? Yes. <laughs> yes. What's, think about last gen, right? When Xbox One first came out, it was still using um, infrared controllers. It wasn't Bluetooth. The controllers did not have a 3.5-mil uh, headset jack on them. You had to go buy an adapter for it, and midway through the generation... People really love the sock 4 for um, it being Bluetooth and being able to be used elsewhere without a dongle and the ability to have your headset, any headset plug into the controller and work. And Xbox copied both of those things and with the One S started making all the controllers Bluetooth and all of them have a 3.5 jack. Mm-hmm. I think that there's a point where you see the competition doing something cool and you should ape it. That's The whole point of competition is to move the whole industry forward. So yep. if the industry is looking going, wow, that's really cool, copy it i don't care i'm not going to say something bad about xbox i know someone will but i'm not going to say anything bad about xbox realizing that something was cool and utilizing it
0: yeah that would be dumb um i don't know i guess my thing with the controller is i still think the elite controller is a better controller
1: and i haven't played one so i that's something i can't speak on
0: my um my brother bought me one for my birthday and it's game changing really that's cool (laughs) yeah um, There's stuff like you can make the trigger pulls less, so like in Call of Duty, you can just. It's literally just a tap for me because it's yeah, fully. Basically, it's trigger awesome. stops. You can move the yeah. trigger stop. Yeah, it's great. But. Yeah, and also. The say- features and the haptics and the adaptive triggers are really fun, but I think I get over them very quickly. And I haven't played anything like I wish I had the interest in buying Cold War so I could at least try the triggers in that, but stuff like dirt five and even ratchet i have barely played any ratchet but it just felt kind of a little too much it was like ah, this is cool and all but i'd, I'd like to not have to struggle to drive my car
1: yeah i haven't played dirt i actually haven't played a driving game at all on ps5 now that i think of it
0: but yeah, ratchet, on, ratchet ratchet and Plus
1: returnal are really good examples of how to use it to me Return to where it's got you know, it's like changing the way a gun works and having half stops so that you can create four buttons out of two, you know, two triggers. And then it's a smart use of it. Uh, Plus just the feeling like, you know, when you have a shotgun and you pull it all the way down, you feel that, like that release of it, getting everything out. And then when you're doing something like a machine gun, it's just like a little kickback where it's like, it's just popping up and it's, it's not a vibration. It's an actual, this is the feedback that like a, a trigger does whenever it's, it's going, you know, it's, really interesting uh and i think that that's game changing but uh one good thing about the one of the few changes of the uh, series s is that you remember the 360 had like that real soft mushy disc uh d-pad where it was like
0: yes it sucked
1: yeah but it was a whole disc and then it had the little things on it but it was terrible you couldn't feel the clicks or anything the xbox one controller went to just a cross but with a pretty satisfying click and the one uh, the Series S controller comes back around and the Series X as well to having a disc that looks more like the one on the Elite controller, but all the way around, even on the diagonals, it's just super satisfying clicks and like really sharp and it feels like a mechanical keep, you know, uh, and it it's nice. Like you can put the controller and go it's, it's like, Oh yeah, that's it. So they're doing something right over there. I just want yeah, to see yeah. them do even more right, you know. I I'm really curious and I know that you're gonna end up playing it too, or at least trying it out. Death um, Deathloop. The idea of having guns jam and then actually jam the trigger, I think that's one of those things where like do you view that as gimmick or not?
0: No. Um, nah. I'm up in the air because it is a gimmick. You're George Clooney
1: think- in the Seminal two thousand eight?
0: I don't remember my, what year it was. <laughs> one of my favorite movies of all time, Up in the Air. Yes, I am certainly George Clooney, but no, it's. Uh, I think the thing is, it is a gimmick. I don't know that that's a bad thing. <laughs> I think that's fair.
1: I think that I use the word like I ask you if it's a gimmick in the you know pejorative, pejorative. sense of the word. Yeah, yeah. So because I, really, I mean, yeah, gimmicks have always existed. And some gimmicks stick around for a long time because I mean they're cool.
0: Yeah, the party <laughs> system in PlayStation is a gimmick. It's also a really important gimmick, you know. <laughs> yeah, true. Because I think definitely gimmicks are based off of
1: what is this machine meant to do? This machine's meant to be a gaming machine. Yeah. Anything
0: extra it does is a gimmick. How much do you like that gimmick? Exactly. I mean, even think about it. The party system is completely unnecessary. Well, one hundred percent. But it's important. People like it. I yeah, like games it. Games have I'm... built-in chat. You can chat exactly. with everyone that you're
1: playing with. You don't need that party. But I can go and isolate myself out in in an online game and probably annoy (laughs) someone because I can't communicate with them so I can keep talking to my friends.
0: Yeah, that's like a big apex thing where me and my buddy playing a party and then we're like, well, the guy's in voice chat. Like, yeah, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) He'll survive. Yeah, he'll be all right. Or he'll send us an invite. (laughs) Yeah, right. But yeah, um, I like
1: that. I, th- I like that idea of the controller being able to give exactly that because I think it it's also more like you feel it in real time and it's like conveying that information to you in a way that just further delves you into the game. You're right. It is a gimmick. I mean, VR is a gimmick. Yes. It's just, Massive. again, how much do you like it? Um, so it, it's interesting. But thanks, everyone, for all the feedback on it. It's interesting to see people while they're waiting and some people, of course, not wanting to wait but having to wait. Uh, also it's interesting to see how many people actually have one that listen to us you know we keep being told how hard they are to get and i'm not going to act like they aren't but it's interesting that even our sample size
0: is a lot of people that have one i will say i think if you spend the time and make the effort you will get a ps5
1: i mean i literally tried i checked two different times for xbox series s and the second time i checked one was there in two different places i could have either bought it from egg, but they forced me to buy it with a game, which would oh. have made it like three hundred and sixty bucks. Which I was like, screw that, I don't need a game. I have Game Pass for two years. And then I, I looked on Best Buy, and it was there for just a normal three hundred. So I was like, okay, yeah, yeah I'll, I'll do that. So I exactly. agree. And then when I got to Best Buy, I, they opened up the thing to pull mine out, and there were like thirty one Xs or Series Xs and Series Ss. So. Wow.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's one of those things, right? Like, I put in the time and effort on when it was announced in September, mm-hmm. and I got three. So, I mean, you can you could, you could can do it now. Just put the time and effort if you need one. But <laughs> as I think the consensus is, you maybe don't need one unless you want to save some time on loading and yeah. FPS. And
1: a big part of that is Sony's uh, fallback toward cross-gen gaming. However, you as an individual feel about that. No, no matter exactly. what, it, does, it, it at least has some kind of impact on the necessity of a PS5. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's just one of those things where they're trying to be altruistic to a degree and let people go,
0: look, you can play it on either, but if you play it on PS5, it's clearly a better experience. Right. I mean, listen, unless you're trying to play Hitman Go, your entire library comes with you. So. Wait, it was it's Hitman Go one of the games? Yeah, Hitman Go and Shadow Complex are two I know off the top of my head. Well, Shadow Complex got patched. Oh good. Okay then just hit man and go. <laughs> Okay. Interesting.
1: All right. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and head into the news, but remember if you want to be part of the community's take sections that we do, you can go to us on Twitter at triangle SQRD and find us, follow us there so that you can see announcements for different things as well as be part of that community stake. You can do so on the discord, which is linked down in the description of this episode. Join there. There's a dedicated chat for it called community stake as well as a discussion thread. So if you want to talk with other people about their answers, you can. Um, and then of course you can find us on Facebook, as I mentioned, and um Remember that the show is brought to you by you, by all the people that support us on Patreon, which we will get to them at the end of the episode. We always shout out their names for supporting us. But for now, we're gonna head into the news and first thing on the news is actually something that some of the people talked about upgrades to games uh, even ones that are not bespoke so in this case shadow of the tomb raider joins the likes of god of war last of us 2 and plenty of other ps4 games patched to be able to run in an enhanced mode through backwards compatibility previously shadow of the tomb raider could only run at 4k at 30 frames per second or at 60 frames per second at 1080p on ps5 through its backwards compatibility but now you will be able to have the game run at 4K and 60 frames per second, offering the best of both worlds for PS5 players without actually being a PS5 version. Hell
0: yeah. I guess it's possible. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah, I'm interested. I started playing Shadow of the Tomb Raider and didn't finish it. Solid game. That.
1: Same problem as all of them.
0: Yeah. The o- only one that's actually genuinely
1: memorable to me is the first one. The second one has a memorable part. And then the last one was fun, but I don't really remember much of it at all.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I think those Tomb Raider games uh, got very generic after the first time she killed someone. (laughs) True. You can only carry that weight of her being like, oh,
1: I had to kill someone. (laughs) Yeah, I guess. (laughs) I would have liked a little bit of effort, though though at least they tried to deal with that at all because you know there's always that talk about like even the first uncharted game it's just like oh he's just killing people left and right with no care until the very end when he's killed thousands of people but now he doesn't want to kill this one guy
0: (laughs) i've always found it funny that they decided to explain that his health is just a luck bar but they didn't decide to be like yeah his bullets are all super heavy so they don't kill people but all they're all knocked out sleeping like babies I guess they could have done anything they wanted. <laughs> <laughs> they could have.
1: You got to uh you got to symbola on the backs <laughs> of all these corpses. <laughs> uh next thing up, uh Chris, have you ever played Death Gambit? Uh you can bet I have. And let me guess is it your normal situation where yeah, it's uh, definitely you, that, yeah. You bought it and then you played 2 seconds of it and realized you don't like those types of
0: games? No, I bought it played two seconds of it realized it seemed okay and then never turned it back on
1: so it's actually a fantastic game i joke you not uh so Saul and i back when it came out in 2018 like saying a lot of praises to it uh and i really do i think it's the best 2d interpretation of a souls game while also really nailing in the fact that all souls games are just glorified 3d metroidvanias true yep and uh it's really good uh, if you ever get a, like a weird itch to go back and you like metroidvanias at all which i don't know if you do uh Mid. yeah okay it's Therefore. really good i I think it starts a little slow but it ends up being such an amazing game i actually may go back to it so uh it's getting a big free update kind of like a lot of other games that we ended up loving in that same year like um dead cells and whatnot uh that's called death gambit afterlife the update nearly doubles the world size damn which makes an already really big world even bigger uh you got new weapons new bosses and even fundamental changes to most of the game's core mechanics such as letting you try out each class before selecting one to commit to a playstyle. uh you can buy stacks of a single item when you're at stores uh there's new talents and skill trees as well as the ability to even multi-class at a certain point in the game you can actually choose a secondary class and have skill trees off of that which is awesome uh, and other things like, you know, when you start a combo, you can actually change the direction in the very first frame. So that if it, if you saw it starting the wrong way, you can flip it over so you're not locked into that way. So you're not putting yourself in danger. Uh, that's a cool move. Mm-hmm. But no release date's been given for it. There's just a video that covers all those changes pretty pretty in-depth so if you want to see that go check it out the update will be hitting switch first when it does come sometime in 2021 then it will move to pc and then about a month after pc they're saying they should expect it to be on playstation and other consoles so um sort one of those examples of switch doing a good job with all these uh indie games
0: cool yeah um it sounds like they should have just made a second one
1: honestly that's the weird thing about a lot of these games i feel like one of the biggest updates to uh dead cells i was like couldn't you have just done another game but Not i think seed, that yeah. these smaller studios get in this thing where they feel like overly grateful for how well their games did
0: yeah that's true
1: and then they're like we just you know you get into that like since they're independent developers and they own their game and no one's telling them what they do or don't have to do they're they're like no man's skying it right because mm-hmm. at this point the next big update no man's sky puts out could be paid for and i don't think anyone would bat an eye yeah i'm
0: surprised that they are but or they're not
1: they're still free and i think that this is just people being like wow our <laughs> game was crazy and then if we put this update out, it gets us out in front of more people again. And even though it's free for everyone who had us, it's like a thank you to them. And then a new reason for people to come and buy us at our original price. And I think it's a way for these games not to price drop. Like, you know, this game is still $20. But you're also, if you buy it now, maybe you didn't play it at launch, but you're getting a much better version of it. And then all the other people that are playing it were just like, hey, this
0: is sweet. Already liked the game. It's going to play it again. That's That's true. I don't know it's interesting because you'd think even like a 499 dlc pack but i'm happy they're doing it for free maybe i'll give it a shot yeah i don't know it's cool seeing people do that but it, I, it I agree with you it's
1: always kind of weird to be like couldn't you have just made a second game and
0: yeah raised all that money com- i'm not complaining of course it's just one of those things when i read it doubles the world size i went oh you made another game <laughs> okay <laughs> thanks yeah. Well, it's
1: like uh it's like Hollow Knight, right? Hollow Knight was a huge success, and then what was supposed to be an add-on from the Kickstarter with uh Silk Song uh-huh. ended up just turning into a completely new game. They're like, "Yeah, we're just going to make this the second game." So they're yeah. doing what most people would expect. Oh, your first game blew up and everyone loved it, and they'd be willing to throw money at you for your next one. Okay. Whereas all the other developers are like, "Yay! You loved our thing. Thank you." <laughs>
0: I mean, appreciate it. Enjoy your free uh, stuff.
1: Yeah. I I guess, you know, normally you think about like, you remember when CD project did the witcher three and it was like, everyone thought it was so cool that the case came with like a physical map inside and stickers for CD project and the witcher inside. And I think it maybe even came with like the, like all versions of it, I think came with the soundtrack. I might be wrong on that. Um, But people were like so hyped on that. And then the game also had like the eight free DLC items for the first month. And people were just like yeah this is awesome and the game sold really well and i think they did a maybe a second dlc pack that's what people expect but it's just like when they say dlc it's not a doubled game world size and entirely new mechanics it's like exactly here's like you know when they're talking about the witcher netflix series getting something in the in the witcher 3 it's just like oh here's a you can make geralt look like (laughs)
0: <laughs> Superman. Yeah. It would have been... It, I don't know. It, it, I, we, I don't mean to like shit on these uh, Whatever. These guys because... Uh, this is a nice thing, but it just it makes me think of like what if Rockstar had been like. So we've got this update coming for GTA 3. It stars a new character named Tommy Versetti. It's in an entirely new area. Vice City. It's coming out for free as an update. You know what I mean? That, this is what this feels like and it's almost... Correlates, but this is awesome again. Yeah, I just, I just think it's. I'm sure there's
1: people that would absolutely love that.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person that says like. Nintendo should put out one Pokemon game and then charge sixty dollars per island, you know? I love that stuff. So Yeah, this well cool.
1: I, let's think about something that you're playing right now. This would be <clears> like <throat> saying, Oh, you bought Final Fantasy fourteen online. All right, well guess what? Shadowbringers or Endwalker, whatever the game whatever the new one's coming out, right? Endwalker. End, Endwalker is totally free. It adds a whole new area to the game,
0: <laughs> new classes and everything, just as a thank you. <laughs> and they should. Again, we're not making fun of these guys. This is awesome. Yeah. But but yeah, it, it's exactly that in a in it's a like, business
1: oh. that's a business and all about making money. It it feels like th- these are normal people being like, "Yeah, thanks, guys. We yeah. really, the, <laughs> you know, really we like can
0: you. tie it back to some conversations that we've had. This is pro consumer. <laughs> this is actually pro consumer.
1: <laughs> yeah, if pro consumer exists, this is the closest example. Yes, yeah. Which I at this point I think the the problem is right. If pro consumer exists does that imply the existence of anti-consumer like you know for a
0: pro something to exist does anti have to exist uh i mean activision exists so it seems uh <laughs> like they're anti a lot of things
1: <laughs> anti saying bad things about china um which we're going to do later in the episode um yeah all right, next thing up on the news list, Aloy from Horizon, if you've been sleeping under a rock like Patrick Starr, joins Genshin Impact as a limited time partnership with Sony. She will be available as a player character in the game, so have fun with her until she's gone. I have not played Genshin Impact at all, so I don't know mm-hmm. much about it, but it's cool, <laughs> I suppose.
0: Our style was yeah. cool. I'll give it that. It's. Uh, I didn't like it. Really? I didn't give it enough time. But it was one of those where I'm like, oh, this is not great. And it doesn't have a platinum trophy. <clears throat> so, <laughs> oh yeah, I stopped. I just gave up on it. So, did you this try it cool because
1: though. it had that Breath of the Wild look?
0: Uh, Yeah, and I like anime titties. <laughs> True. <laughs> so, but yeah, it, it was like, because that was how I was sold on it. It was Breath of the Wild with anime titties. I was like, okay, I'll try it. And what then that's was what it was. What was the one thing
1: that Breath of the Wild was missing? anime titties (laughs) if
0: if link has some freaking toddies man if link did (laughs) yes do you you mean zelda no i don't (laughs) so you just want to be running around as link with massive boobs you're talking to the guy who plays every game as the female character that is true that is true (laughs) you are correct i would prefer the zelda game starring zelda that would actually be kind
1: of cool it would be yeah, I mean, I th- I think as everyone said that you'd expect that to come at some point. Yeah, but, yeah, I don't know. I don't that so. game didn't appeal to me for a number of reasons. It didn't appeal to me because it's free to play, and I do have that little bit of a stigma against them. Uh, <laughs> it didn't appeal to me because it looks like Breath of the Wild, and as everyone knows, I'm not the yeah. biggest fan of Breath of the Wild. But also Slipping. the whole idea of it being like a gacha game where you you have to like get different characters by either buying them or waiting for them to rotate through and the game Game always trying to get you to buy a couple of money i don't know i i I didn't care i was like yeah this isn't this isn't it for me
0: yeah i'm not playing a gotcha game on console you can get me on my phone like i played a lot of fire emblem heroes but you're not getting me on console that's a bad place for that
1: (laughs) i'm not doing that with a controller
0: (laughs) no i'll buy my apex packs like an adult on playstation okay well they still got you (laughs) oh yes they did they got me for 200 bucks in one event yeah, so. I,
1: so I think apex is a is the apex gacha game
0: yeah at least in this game the spending the money actually does something other than give me a cool knife <laughs> I, I suppose <laughs> I mean I get the idea of an a
1: la carte game if that's actually what that was is not terrible right no the idea of being like here's our game our the base of the game is free but if you want to play the game with this character that has this combat style you buy this. Yeah. And then you pay it and that's it. If you want to experience the game with a different character and a different combat style, you buy that.
0: Could you imagine if like uh, Ubisoft was like, hey, here's Assassin's Creed. The male story is $30. The female story is $30. You can choose one and play it that way. <laughs> Dude, that would actually be like industry changing. It would be, except for the fact that they end up being copy-paste. But oh, yeah. it, would be, it would be cool to be like, if you want the female version with the female in the box, here you go you half the game you know whatever it is but yeah yeah i think
1: when it's priced that way people would do, be that What's i mean it?
0: we're probably getting that with assassin's creed infinite so
1: yeah yeah this idea of a games as a service one though it yeah. sounds more like this is your idea of pokemon right we're going to give you a, a game it's an assassin's creed game and you're going to be an assassin's creed character in a hub and then you're just going to choose which timeline you play in
0: if that's what it is then i'm totally cool with it i was i assume it's by, gonna take that buying. multiplayer uh, who knows yeah because for me it would be hey nintendo puts out you know pokemon sun and moon and then it's like hey here's here's kanto you get all 150 because that's how i would divide a pokemon to begin with you'd get each region would have their own pokemon and then you can go to kanto get the, the ogs you can go to johto so any game that does that kind of thing you know yeah. At give me a twenty-hour campaign. I will pay you sixty dollars, even if it's just a, a DLC pack. Technically,
1: hmm. yeah, I don't know. Or at least you're building it into the same engine, so costs go down, so every everyone could be forty dollars, and people buy more, buy them more often because it's yeah. lower entry barrier, and their character that they already have goes through. But then you get in that weird thing of like, well, then how do you keep progression going? Like, you know, if you were going to do your version of Pokemon that way, how do you yeah. keep your progression going? Like it once, because you like, uh, if you get level one hundred and beat the elite four in your region, what do you do? The next region, do the Pokemon go about beyond a level one hundred? No,
0: I would just, I would just. Or every region it, you have to restart. I would say every region you restart. Like you can't. I would give up. I would make. Let's say the next Pokemon is like a. Is like it's going on about global warming right? And they're like, we can't introduce new Pokemon to these environments, so you can only use Kanto region Pokemon. So maybe throughout the whole thing, they get all sprinkled in, but when you go to the specific islands, you can only use the Pokemon you get there. I just think,
1: the way that you kind of described that made me think of like old games, uh, older PS2 games and stuff, where it was like, at the beginning of every game that's a, that's a, that's <laughs> a sequel that's a follow up it's like something crazy happens for you to lose all your powers like yeah. oh look Kratos fell into the river sticks hot dang <laughs>
0: oops <laughs> he forgot how to swing them, them them chain swords
1: yeah he fell into the river sticks and now he sucks but you know oh look the god said no no i take your power you god no more
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i don't know it it, that definitely doesn't work for everything but i think it would be pretty easy even if it was just like Peta would have a field day if it was like every time you entered a new region
1: it's like bandits stopped you and killed all your pokemon (laughs) (laughs) just shot them all in the head (laughs) <laughs> and then it's like every game is like a far cry slash skyrim game where it's like civil war happening there and it's like all the teams are actually bad it's like team rocket legit just kills pokemon and they're like bro hey <laughs> you're coming in here these pokemon aren't marked for this region and they're not team rocket tools. so
0: uh um <clears throat> yeah ch- pow yeah but i think i don't know we're talking about pokemon on a playstation podcast but i, I, I mean think yeah just be, but the point it would is be easy to just be like hey this your ch- you, if you want to challenge the Elite Four in this region, you have to start over from the first gym, which means you have to start over with regulation Pokemon for this region. Well, I'm trying Easy to remember steps.
1: if I'm not mistaken, in uh, Pokemon Silver, you could go back to,
0: uh, to Jodo, Kanto. Yeah. Jodo, Kanto, I mean, yes, whatever no, it is. You're right. Um, and, and they did. Yes, they you, had this problem because they didn't. You kept it. your Pokemon. Yeah. Yes, and they it was like, oh, guess what? You're in. Pallet Town, but aren't they all like Vip-Higgy. yeah, yeah?
1: It's like, oh, you want a level two Diglett? Here you are.
0: Yeah, that's the story of that game. Is so interesting. This is a massive tangent, but like that was supposed to be the last one, so they just went all out with it, and that's how why they've never done it again. And every Pokemon
1: game since, I'm kidding. Gen three is amazing. Gen three
0: <laughs> is the second best. Yes. What's the first? Uh, Gen one. I am a Gen oneer.
1: Oh sounds odd but <laughs> it, it, i don't know why that sounds like a like a social <laughs> movement i am a gym oneer you're you're like you like the people in the commercials that get like the medicine they're like say no to crohn's disease it's like (laughs) no crohn's (laughs) (laughs) my buddy sent me a commercial he was watching tv the other night and he's and he just was laughing and sent me this commercial and i thought it was parody at first and it's just like uh, no way crohn's not today (laughs) 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 oh man anyway uh uh, going on to the next thing playstation continues its streak of partnerships with companies to make players feel that ps is indeed the place to play and more so ps5 as until july 22nd 2022 a lot of twos there ps5 owners can get six months of apple tv plus for free through the ps5 media app the offer is, is exclusive to ps5 owners but works with both new and existing subscribers for apple tv cool this is interesting because you know they kind of did that they did that play at home initiative where you got free Funimation and free games yes Uh, for PS5 users they did the PS Plus Plus connection Uh, they've done uh, three months free of Netflix at random times for PS Plus subscribers and it's an interesting way to extend value into something you own because it's just like I've never had Apple TV nor the want but the chances of me actually trying it now are a lot higher
0: yeah um i don't know i find it interesting this is like the least interesting subscription service for me and the timing considering the netflix rumors but this is cool i'll watch teddy lasso that show looks fun so that's fine
1: (laughs) yeah well you know speaking of uh of the netflix thing i'm gonna skip through the news a little bit but uh netflix did confirm the rumors of stepping into the gaming uh world as well as the games being included as part of their current subscription without a price a price hike um no announced uh, partnership with PlayStation, as some people were expecting off of that thing. I still am leaning on the fact that I think that that's someone looking into an image way too much, which we know gamers do because we know that we know all about – and, I mean, we had fun with it, but we know all about the <laughs> Blue Box Game Studios. Did you see the update? I, I saw the thing that you were looking at the other day of the island and how that translates in English to small is island is Kojima. Look, like, here's the thing. I don't really care which way it goes out now. Like I said, I've always been a believer just because I want it to happen, but I'm not gonna like scream and hate someone if it's not what it is. And there's a probably there's a pretty good chance it's not.
0: <laughs> you know? I don't know. Because did you see their announcement of their trailer that A, you can preload the trailer app and B, it's gonna have gameplay, experiences, presentations, and ten to twelve minute trailers. Nobody, nobody's doing that, but Kojima, I'm sorry. I'm fully on board with it now.
1: (laughs) Look, man, again, I exist in the world where I hope it's true. Uh, And if it's not, I'm really curious to just see how well the game does. Because I understand the argument that by doing this, you're generating bad will with the internet people who stay on the internet too much. But what does that actually equate to in terms of how Abandoned does if it's nothing to do with Kojima at all? And this is at this point just the studio... trolling everybody because it went out of hand to begin with so now they're just rolling with it
0: um i don't know i think it was a bad move this is not a silent hills game um i don't really know how else to put it that's just so bad but i want to make it clear i'm in the camp that i hope this isn't kojima because I'd like to see the consequences play out in real time. <laughs> Me too.
1: I mean, I, I want it to happen just because I want to see what it ends up being if it was Kojima, and I think that that aspect is fun, uh, kind of like how people like get really into like, oh, look at this, which means this thing when it talks about like, Bloodborne and Dark Souls lore. But you know, in this case, it's, it, it'd be interesting to see either way. I'm interested to see if it is Kojima and what it ends up actually being. I'm also interested to see if it has zero to do with Kojima and everyone on the internet hates them. But does that actually mean that abandoned sells poorly or do all the people that don't spend too much time on the internet just try it and like it anyway? If abandoned is good, no one's going to care. But I mean, let me back up for a second though. One of the things I did play like an hour of just to try it out was the medium. And if the medium can make enough money, and be the game that it is and all of the games that bloober team have made can make money with <laughs> all of the anness of them this game could not be good and still do fine <laughs> you know sure
0: that's not unfair i just think i just think there's too much on the line and i think moriarty brings it up a bunch i listened to his show so sorry about the references but he uh he keeps saying like sony hasn't stopped this Oh, no, I said that that immediately. The thing that made it so suspicious is that
1: Sony never came and said anything. And now, that's not that out of the blue for Sony because they're overly silent about literally everything. But at the same time... Silent? What? Silent? (laughs) Ooh. (laughs) But yeah, it's one of those things where at this point, if it has nothing to do with Silent Hill... Or Kojima, and they never once stepped in to be like, hey, guys, this is a a small indie team that we're working with because we believe in what they can do, but they don't have the resources to deal with this. So we're going to step in and act on their behalf to show that as as a partner for them, we're going to have their back when this kind of weird situation happens. No, this is not what this is. Be open to what it actually is there's a number of ways Sony could have done something about this and instead they just said like radio silence. They've never mentioned it at all. And that does not bode well when you have a bunch of suspicious people already going. "Hmm." No, that just makes it worse. So we'll see what happens there. But next piece of news goes to Tsushima's Iki Island expansion received a story trailer this past week, detailing what players can expect across the new journey. Players will face off against a revered 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 shaman known as Aksar Koten, whatever on the Island of Iki where a separate Mongol threat is taking hold. She employs all sorts of tactics to manipulate the Islanders to get her way. And Jin must team up with unsavory characters to combat her. So pretty much the first game on a different Island. Um, no, it actually looks kind of cool. She was like taking over a town and like poisoning everybody, and then like basically talking to them and being like, You can free yourself. All you got to do is just bathe yourself in this non existing water, basically. And then they just roll off and die in a pit. It looks cool. <laughs> I hope it is good.
0: Yeah, I, it looked interesting. Um, I never played Ghost of Tsushima. I don't think I'll ever play Ghost of Tsushima. So I hope this is good for everyone who's a fan. I know it's really good, but it's yeah. not for me. For you, what do you think it was about Tsushima that just didn't click with you? It was boring.
1: I mean, that, that's a completely fair criticism because I mean, clearly it's, it's boring to you. Uh, yeah. But yeah, it's, I was curious—is like, were you having fun with the combat,
0: but you didn't like the characters, and/or did you hate the combat but loved the world? There's all sorts of different I, ways it could come. I didn't find the combat very good either. I, it wasn't bad by any means. It just wasn't engaging. Interesting to me. Yeah,
1: no, I mean, yeah. I always when when you have to feel the need to say that it's like everything that comes out of your mouth is your opinion unless you say it's a fact. Exactly. (laughs) And and I'll say some hot
0: takes that I think are facts. So, but at least you'll say in that moment that you think they're fact. Yeah, I mean, Naughty Bear is one of the best games on the PS3 generation. That's a fact.
1: Naughty Bear is a fantastic game. Yes,
0: (laughs) it's awesome. Uh,
1: All right, next thing up. Continuing in weird, we we're talking about Konami not long ago, actually. Uh, well, kind of, sort of. Anyway, Konami continues its strange turns in gaming by announcing that the long running Pro Evolution Soccer, or PES, is being renamed to the worst name ever, eFootball, <laughs> which will be free to play and is going to launch on both current and last gen PlayStation and Xbox consoles alongside PC and smartphone. So, no switch. Screw you, Nintendo. I'm kidding.
0: (laughs) That's what (laughs) Konami said,
1: not me. Uh, The game also ditches the Fox engine, engine, which was the last game using the engine uh, past Metagore Survive, and adopts Unreal Engine 4 instead. They got blown up for this online from people who are big PES fans. Um, It's interesting to see. You know, uh, PES was never quite as big as FIFA, but it still was a big game, and I feel like doing this, oh, I don't know. What's their goal here? Bring in new people and just say, well, the old fans,
0: we might get lucky if they stay with us. I think they're just trying to compete with FIFA, man, and the only way to do that is just be free to play yeah, I think so because if you can get more people in the door, you get more people in the door yeah, and, I and think that's then you're running that uh, you're running
1: that lotto kind of idea, of like well, you get them in the door and then they're just spending money because they're here, you know with a company that's so heavily involved in pachinko machines and making money off of that. It's not surprising. Yeah. It's a little sad because I, I feel like it doesn't spell well for them coming back and gaming in any more serious way than that or if they do. Like, right, let's say that Konami doesn't do the dream that everyone's had, right, where Sony <laughs> says, here, co- uh, here, Konami, we'll give you this much and we'll pay you this much money up front and you'll get this much percentage of all games if you just basically let us license your entire back library of ip and let us control who makes it and everything you make money without having to do anything that's like the dream for me and i feel like sony of any of the big three is the one to do that because they have the biggest push towards story-driven games and i think most of konami's great ip are story-driven um i agree and also great emergent gameplay but when you look at that this kind of makes me think that there's a version of where they try and come back with like oh here's a new um castlevania that's free to play free to play gotcha game uh, you, you, uh. <laughs> you 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 buy you buy which of the versions of castlevania characters oh who do you want to play as do you want to play a simon here you are you play simon can i get a
0: <laughs> smash brothers skin to play in my gotcha castlevania game
1: oh god i guess so <laughs> you can do what you I'll want to it. man But, yeah, I think that... And then, like, you know, I think Metal Gear Survive was already an example of them not understanding what makes people like a franchise. And it's interesting because I think Metal Gear Survive under the right mind maybe could have worked. But I think just throwing it at a random person and being like, hey, here's this IP and just make this. Like, the biggest problem that Silent Hill had for years is that they just took it away from all Japanese developers and it used a lot of J-horror elements and it just gave it to a bunch of american and western developers and just said here make a j horror game with (laughs) and then american versions of j horror tend not to really work because it's like the people who are trying to do that don't really understand it and that's kind of what i get out of this is that you're just going to start throwing the ips in ways where people don't understand it because konami don't even understand what makes people like their long-running franchises
0: i don't know i guess that's true i just think that all sports games, this is like the ideal way to do this. All sports games should be free to play?
1: I think so. Interesting. I'm not a big sports games fan. FIFA is the only one I even care remotely about. And it's not even a strong care. I'm very mad at FIFA 21.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. To me, I just think that there's uh, a pretty big value in having someone like, hey, here's free to play and then your roster updates and your microtransactions. But You know, Microsoft or not Microsoft, EA and Sony themselves don't have to do that. I think that's the point. Is uh, PES was losing, even though it has its fans, it was probably not doing too hot. So they had to fight FIFA, and this is what they're doing. I don't really think this is an indication of anything for their other franchises. I hope not. I would be shocked. I mean, they already. Good. There's no good way to make a free-to-play Castlevania that yeah, is not, loyal
1: not necessarily but it just goes to show it's an interesting thing where i don't necessarily know it's it's always what people want and then and Konami is not the only game studio out there putting out games that don't do what people like about a franchise it's like they just don't understand what made yeah. people like them um that's a long-running problem in the industry definitely once ips move hands a bunch of times but sure. um you know it's, it's just one of those things where i could see it being one of those things but like you said it, maybe it is to compete against fifa but yeah as much as it's a maybe it feels to you perfect clearly the industry still sees value and so do most of the players since they continue to buy it with both mlb and fifa which are games for a long time people are like oh well you can't make money from baseball games so we're just going to stop and then sony kept being like well we make enough money so we're just going to keep doing it you know it's it's interesting it's just it's weird to see how the industry changes depending on who's behind what business model
0: yeah, um we'll definitely see how it plays out. I don't see Madden or FIFA or MLB going this way. So Yeah, nor do I. Me. So yeah, we'll, we'll see, see the, in the value long run. in bowl
1: all right uh see next thing up square enix announced that recently revealed uh pixel remasters of final fantasy one through six could come to consoles if there's a demand for them which is probably the (laughs) stupidest statement i've ever heard because (laughs) clearly there is demand for them what was the first thing that people were saying when they showed that oh bro when are they coming to consoles (laughs) yeah i would uh yeah, I've yet to talk to a single person who what who their very first question was. Oh, dude, when's it going to come to PS4? When's it going to come to Xbox? Or when's it going to come to Switch? You know that that's clear, clear. Yeah, <laughs> which goes back to that cold opening. Square asked. <laughs> Square basically just stated the most obvious thing in gaming.
0: Yeah, I uh, I don't know. This kind of feels. They have to be playing coy and naive, right? Like they can't actually be asking that question. So (laughs) I don't know, man. My only thought
1: process here as to why this may even have a little bit of truth behind it, even though I still think that it's if even if there's any truth, it's equal parts truth and equal parts like being coy and not wanting to come forth with what they're doing. But these picks, the original remasters that they did for phone, kind of got blasted, and they didn't really do super well. Because they completely changed, like, you know, different, uh, they went back and uh, re-translated them and changed wordings for things that people didn't, like, people think was, like, why are you tampering with this? They changed art styles, like, hugely and made games that had, like, dark tones to the art, be, like, really colorful and look more like a, you know, Swords of Mana game. And it's, like, this doesn't fit the tone of the story. Why are you doing this? So, it's interesting. I... I think that they got bit in the past and they just don't want to get bit again. But that seems like such a weird statement when final fantasy seven remake a literal remake of a console game on console is selling gangbusters because people love final fantasy and they just want it. So at that point, shouldn't you have put final fantasy seven remake out on PC and phones and then said, well, you know, if there's a demand for it, we'll put it on, we'll put it on consoles. Clearly. No, there's a demand for it
0: yeah i don't know it's just like i said the most popular f- games of all time and they're like oh ah, do people want to play these <laughs> i don't know i can't wait to buy final fantasy 6 and not play it so yeah how many I is it, hope it gonna be like to your eighth console. time <laughs> yeah i keep buying it on phone and you're right those phone remasters don't look good so definitely six
1: six is a great game but that game looks like hot garbage on phone Uh, that's why I I actually went to go buy it on phone. I looked at the screenshots and then watched videos of people playing it. I was like, and so last time I played it, I actually went and got my Vita and bought it on Vita store so I could play the original PS one, which actually the PS one version still, it's questionable as to which one's better. The PS one or the, uh, SNES version. Okay. But both of those are far better. The SNES version is way quicker because it was on a cartridge so it was, uh, it was you know it was set up to be instant. <laughs> load wasn't crazy on PS One. The game has a lot of load problems, but on Vita you can speed that up. So, cool. Eh. It's, it's what fine. It is. Yeah. Next up, PS 5s digital edition is getting a slight change to its construction, resulting in a 300 gram weight reduction and a change to the console's base screw used to affix the base of the console to keep it in the upright vertical position. Um, not surprising to see interesting that not that both of them are not getting this like i wonder what it is that they're able to take out of the digital one that is apparently not going to be the same with the physical
0: i don't know i think there could just be a situation where like this one's big this one's already heavy we might as well just try and lower lighten the load on the cheaper one you know true yeah i mean then
1: just you don't have a disk drive to deal with I really exactly. do. Oh, I, I'm. These are one of those things where I'm <clears throat> genuinely interested. Like, I wonder what they're taking out or changing. Like, because I doubt they're completely deleting something. So it's more that they've redesigned something on the inside to where they're able to drop some weight.
0: But, yeah, I'd be interested to know, but it's probably just like extra extra parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, That's excess plastics that, and stuff. That yes, they exactly. Typically, yes, scale
1: down plastics. on on um,
0: slim versions. It's 300 grams. I know to some of our partaking audience that's a lot but it's not that much
1: (laughs) oh that's That's good. Uh, (laughs) Okay, next thing up, looks like August uh, PS Plus games were leaked on the official PlayStation site of all places. If correct, which it probably is, the titles are, of course, the known quantity for this month, which was Hunter's Arena Legends for PS5 only, but the two PS4 games are Tennis World Tour 2, which I've never heard of, and Plants vs. Zombies Battle for Neighborville, which I've heard of. Not my type of game, game. but I've heard good things. Um, Excellent. So that's interesting. I, I I guess it depends on how good Hunter's Arena is. I mean, <laughs> it's it's still a better month than plenty of PS4 months that we got towards the end. Um, but yeah, this is not as strong
0: for me personally as like this current month is. I think we can be honest and call this a garbaggio month. I
1: really didn't even look that much in Hunter's Legends or Hunter's Arena Legends when it was on the state of play. So I genuinely don't know. It's not my type of game. So I feel like I just shouldn't say anything because the chances of me liking it are very low, just on the nature know. of what it is. But I
0: don't know. The, the title itself is just so bad, it makes me never want to touch it. Oh, yeah. No, it reminds that, me of that, Raid Shadow Legends. It sounds, like worse.
1: it sounds like a phone game.
0: It does. Absolutely 100% does. sounds like a phone game.
1: I'll give you that. It sounds like, uh, what was the company that was doing those for a while? I've got one of them on my Vita um now i've got to figure it out ps vita dungeon crawler launch game because it was a weird example of a game that on phone was like nine bucks and then was like 15 dollars on ps3 whenever it finally made it over there but then whenever it launched as a handheld version for vita it was 40 (laughs) dollars And people were like, "What, bro? This is like a a 4-year-old phone game." And it was super weird. I it's it's honestly the name is so generic. I'm having a hard time remembering like remembering it. Ah, I wish I could. Diablo light game. I'm trying to see if I can find it real quick. It's also weird what people consider to be Diablo light.
0: Mm-hmm. Is it
1: Torchlight? No, it's not Torchlight. Torchlight's actually a pretty good game. Um and far better than <laughs> in name than that. Um God, dude. I'm t- Dungeon Hunter Alliance. It's almost the same name as <laughs> they've done it again the Sonys (laughs) but I'm trying to remember who made that game Uh, they they used to be big in making phone games and I don't ever see their name anymore Um, but Ubisoft ended up being the publisher for the console versions and it was just right was it GameSoft does that sound right GameSoft is that like the big G come on Google give me some information yeah GameSoft Studios Uh, pretty sure it was them rough times man rough
0: times (laughs) I respect your effort to try
1: (laughs) it's not a terrible game but you know when I played it at $15 on PS3 it was great because it was just like ah it's just a dumb little you know poor man's $15 Diablo like game to scratch an itch at $40 it's like bro what are you doing (laughs) um Anyway, next thing up, uh, this one's interesting. PlayStation Home's trademark has been updated yet again this year. Alongside, for the first time this year, the trademark for the Soho engine, which was the engine they used to develop the free-to-play game, being also renewed and edited. I don't know what this means. It feels weird to spend effort on keeping the playstation home trademark but i could see that name being used elsewhere i don't know why you would need to keep the trademark for a soho engine which is an engine that i don't even think that anyone's used for anything else
0: um hmm. maybe they'll uh make another engine called the soho engine for this i guess would be my guess Um, or they're just like this engine's already made for this we're just going to start using it again
1: i don't know because it was uh, the the people that made it and why it was called soho engine is because it was team soho which was the people that made the getaway on ps2 so i mean like super old team and i think that that developer got shut down um
0: so it was london studio right
1: yeah it was like a subsidiary it was like a team within london that they disbanded
0: ah gotcha i don't know man
1: we'll see what ends up happening to it but it's been a interesting back and forth on that i like playstation home it was an interesting kind of idea uh, which actually kind of makes me think um i didn't actually put it in the news but did you see that psvr thing for the last video
0: store no i did not
1: okay Let me give you a quick run around it's a vr title for psvr where you go into what is in all intents and purposes blockbuster and you can hang out in there with other people like a social space and you can walk around the store and literally see all these different vhs's and their cover art and everything pick them up read the backs of them and then if you want to you can rent the movie and then go to a virtual space and watch it with other people who are logged in and on the thing and you can watch the movie and in the trailer there's like clips of a bunch of different movies uh like, I'm, I'm trying to think of some that come to mind. A lot of the ones they shown were, like, 80s movies and stuff. But still, I that was, like, one of the things you could do on PlayStation Home. You could get a group together, rent a movie from the PS store, and then everybody could watch it in a theater together, like, in PlayStation Home.
0: Cool idea. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Yeah. That but, sounds neat.
1: Yeah, it's kind of what they're doing here with this VR title, but it's way more complicated because these are apparently included in the game. So, you could just watch versions of like I can't even remember the name of that weird game, weird movie that had like the little alien dude Mac and Me maybe Um, but yeah it's like I don't see how you do that from a licensing standpoint but it makes me think of Playstation Home because like it's just walking around a social space talking about movies and then being like let's go watch a movie together I almost feel like you should go watch it because I almost think it might be a gag but I don't know how it would be
0: Uh, I'll give it a look Uh, I'm definitely down to check it out i didn't do much with playstation home i think the most i remember is some like ign videos about it i'd be interested in it coming back especially as like a vr title that would be really cool
1: yeah vr has always been the dream like whenever they first started talking about vr it's like ah man playstation home be cool and then they shut down vr i mean playstation home in like 2015 or 14 and i was like no (laughs) it never got to happen i can't
0: remember what it is on pc but the uh the pc i think it's just called vr chat actually yep, vr chat that looks like so much fun yeah that that's exactly what
1: playstation home should be yeah and but it should be a little more controlled because like right we me and Saul talked about that vr chat is like all the different you can upload whatever skin you want and use it so you can have somebody yes. running around his door of the explorer being like uh, sorry <laughs> whatever door of the explorer but it's way more interesting if you do the same thing here but have it to where you run around as avatars for PlayStation characters. Like you can either be your own avatar, or if you <laughs> want to run around as Ratchet, you could be Ratchet.
0: Um, yeah, I will... I don't know. I like the idea of having any skin in the game i know it's sony so they'll never do that but i think that's funny (laughs) it would never happen but maybe they could get to where it's like
1: semi-open or maybe even it's just little big planet where basically they let you have enough control over the creation that you could make people because i remember the entirety of little big planet one um before they got a lot of really interesting suits in, I was like making the Joker and like Oprah Winfrey and Michael Jackson. <laughs> and it looked so much like them, but it technically wasn't. Um, so they could get away with that. Be like, Oh, well you just put this kind of shirt on to make your guy green and then have fluffy ears. And yeah. bam, you're this guy. I,
0: I can't wait until they're like, we're announcing that all your Fortnite skins work in PlayStation home. <laughs> <laughs> what I thought would be cool. Have you ever seen Wreck-It Ralph? Yes. Okay, so you know in
1: Wreck-It Ralph, whenever they travel through the power cord to like the hub, and they're they're in like the open hub area and you can just look and you can see the gates to all the different games if you go into it you go up the power cord. So my idea uh, was basically have that, have it to where you have a, a, a hub area, and then for me, if I'm in the hub or whatever, all of the doors in my hub are for games I have on my home screen. So it's games I've been playing recently, and all I gotta do is walk into them, and the game, the SSD just kicks on and seamlessly it's puts it. me in the game. And, that would be pretty awesome. Yeah, and so think of think of like Apex. So you and your friends could all get <laughs> together, start chatting up, figuring out what you want to do. You decide to play Apex, and everybody's in your party. So as you walk through the door, it pulls you and your entire party into Apex for a game, just like that.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool, especially if you got the like little Apex theme as you're walking down. You get the dum dum dum, and then you're going in, and you, yeah. So that that'd would be cool. sweet. I would like that. Now, you open up an apex door. and a
1: <laughs> I think you'd like the other thing too though. I thought it'd be cool to have it to where there's actually like a an extra layer of rewards for people who get platinums. So it's oh. like if you get a platinum for a game, you get things that you can either wear or walk around or show on a shelf in your house or whatever. So you could be like, yes. oh, I got the platinum in, um, I got the platinum in, excuse me, um, mortal shell. So I've got one of the shells on show as like a set of armor in my house.
0: Yeah, that would be awesome. Yeah, I would, that, I would, I would, I would go for platinums if that was a thing. Exactly, what, like
1: people walking your house be like, more. bro,
0: what? How'd you get this? Be like, oh, I got
1: the platinum in that game. Like, ah, oh. yeah, that would be uh, cool. I gotta
0: go platinum, mortal shell. It
1: would make pl- it, it would make platinums be even more bragging rights than they currently are because That's it'd be like, like an actual state. visual reference to it, you know. And even have it to where it's like, <clears throat> oh, I platinum kills on Shadowfall, so I get this sweet Helgen mask I can wear.
0: But if yeah. you don't, then you can't. Dude, that's your that's your community's take this week, I think. <laughs> oh, we can do that. Uh What's yeah, I think that's a good PlayStation one. PlayStation home reward.
1: Yeah, what would be your PlayStation home reward for for your favorite platinum?
0: Yeah. <laughs> I like it. Um uh, uh, but no, that would be awesome. You definitely get me if I could put all of my trophies on the trophy shelf. Like think about that. If you could spend like you could spend money expanding your trophy shelf and you're like I want to put all seven thousand of my trophies on on display here. So <laughs> you just have all your golds and your silvers. That would out. be crazy. If they were
1: going to do it, it'd probably be limited down to platinums. But it'd be cool if even like the guy who has the most platinums could just like keep buying sh- shelves for in his house and paying money to expand yeah. his house so that he can have like all thousands of platinums on show when you walk in.
0: Oh God, that'd Big be sick.
1: And it'd be even more cool if people could like walk around your room and like pick up a you know in VR, yeah. Hopefully with a new one, just grab a trophy and pull it up to their
0: eyes and like read the bottom plaque where it's like Killzone yeah.
1: Shadowfall. Oh, and they, they, Terraria,
0: yeah. yeah, as the date and of when you did it. What would be cool is if they did that and then you could like examine the trophy and it would show you like oh here's the clip of his last fifteen seconds that he got the platinum. You know, Oh that, that would, would be, be really cool. cool. That'd be really complicated, but that'd be really cool. It would be.
1: All right, well, I That's guess we can stop daydreaming.
0: Yeah, I guess so.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to go into this next one, which is going to kind of be quick fire. So, EA Play 2021 came and went and brought with a teaser for the already leaked Dead Space remake uh, from EA Motive, uh, which was yep. confirmed, along with details that it is being developed for next gen consoles exclusively, which is. Thank God. Good. Yes. 2023
0: so, game. Let's go. Look,
1: EA is doing less cross
0: gen. <laughs> <laughs> I just, i don't think you can get to 2023 and be releasing ps4 games personally.
1: so did they actually am i missing did they actually put a 2023 date on that
0: no i just think that if ea yeah of all people is making their game next gen exclusive that's because it's a long way out
1: because they know that by that point in time there's gonna be enough consoles to justify it yeah maybe I, i'd be really interested i am really curious to where this at because i'm always if it's a remake in the true sense of a remake, you can turn it around a lot quicker. You know, like, uh, even if you're going ground up graphics, like, um, it was like a year and a half for demon souls. Mm-hmm. And so there's no real, cause you are, you don't have to create a story. You don't have to create mechanics. All you have to do is bring graphics over in a more modern style and maybe do a little bit of adjustments on mechanics that need to be refined due to the much more precise modern controllers or whatever it be. So, you don't have to do level design. Like, yeah, you have to think about the levels, but you don't have to do, like, full-on level design. <sighs> All you're doing is finding a way to make the already existing levels a little more detailed. So it seems like this should be a relatively quick turnaround. Um, I would not be surprised if this is, like, a mid-next-year game. Well, I don't know. I think they're building it from the ground up. So I mean, it, but it's still a remake. I mean, no matter what, you have you already well, know just... what characters you got to do. You already know what bad guys you got to do, and you already
0: have reference uh, sure, or tooth- but you still have to build the game Sure, in your next-gen engine. It's a completely different engine made by completely different people. Uh, did who it say are Frostbite? Up- yeah, it's Frostbite. Yeah,
1: that's going to be interesting.
0: It's not going to be good. <laughs> I
1: hope it is. Interesting that they're doing that after all the trouble that Frostbite's given them. Exactly. My hope is that that means that EA Motive have worked with it enough that they feel confident in it. Because EA Motive oh. are the people that did um, Squadrons, right? Yes. Okay. So ostensibly they've been working on this since squadrons, right? Maybe
0: somewhere around that time. We imagine. Yeah. Okay. Let's hope, let's hope they do a good job. Let's hope they do a good job. That make me worried and we'll see.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Also take this moment. Dead Space is better than Resident Evil. I'll say that again.
0: Oh, by a long shot.
1: <laughs> I know that we just like probably made someone terribly angry.
0: But I know exactly who we just made terribly angry. Oh, I don't
1: know about. I don't know if Josh <laughs> is terribly angry, but I think that there's probably people out there who are really genuinely angry. I think Dead Space is better than Resident Evil. Yeah,
0: I don't think it's even close. I also
1: think Dead Space has scared me far more often than Resident Evil has. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, the Resident Evil 7, being in first person, I think Resident Evil is at its best when you just have that someone's following me and i can't escape them there's the inevitability that's about the most scary part of those games you know that uneasy feeling of when you know someone's coming after you but Dead space yep. is scary through and through to
0: me definitely the first and second games um so there we are Hot take. i look forward to you playing the second house of resident evil 8
1: <laughs> i am actually really interested in resident evil 8 um so i that's guess really i can't good. speak from a complete standpoint I haven't played 8, though I've heard from most people 8 is really not all that scary. It's really good, but it's not necessarily scary.
0: No, 8, Eight, I think, has one of the scariest parts in the series, but the game itself is not scary.
1: Interesting. One of these days I'll get around to it, but uh, <laughs> I don't know when that's going to be. I guess it depends on how quickly I either decide to keep playing Final Fantasy fourteen or fall off of Final Fantasy fourteen. <laughs> <laughs> one. <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm going to come from it. a position of neutralness. Not, I'm not going to immediately say it depends on how quickly I fall out of Final Fantasy because that's going to, you know, that's putting See, it out if, there to where if i If you hadn't
0: to. bought it, all, if you hadn't gotten it on PS5, you could have had it on your PC, loaded up. You could have been one-handed it and playing some Resident Evil. Uh no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> not <laughs> not having it. Uh, not a multitasker.
1: So next thing up, we saw EA's first output with Codemasters since they acquired them uh, with Grid Legends Racing Game not really my speed but you know for somebody i'm sure it is um not that specific one i never played grid so i don't have any kind of affinity for that Um, uh next one's kind of interesting battlefield 2042's portal which is a new game mode and i think the last game mode for the game that's basically like little big planet dream style creativity and social aspects to Battlefield, which is kind of like what Forge was for like Halo 3, where you could upload something, people could download it, change it, re-upload it as their own version. It's not the yeah. first time we've seen it in a first-person shooter, but it's always fun when it's in one. The level editor in Far Cry 2 was super fun.
0: Yeah. yeah. I never get into those. That doesn't interest me. But I do I do look forward to the potential that this has. Mm-hmm. I think
1: the reason I kind of think of it is that a lot of like a lot of the beloved halo game modes were completely created from people using forge to just do interesting things Mm -hmm. and then the games over time giving like well it wasn't even forge right like early days it was like we're going to play halo 2 and whenever we kill you you've got to go change teams so that we're playing zombies and then in halo 3 they just found a way to make that official where it's like well here you can just do it and the game automatically moves you once you die um Fun stuff like that can lead to people coming up with really interesting game modes, and then those game modes coming in later are getting supported in a bigger way to where it's
0: like, oh, yeah, this is kind of cool. So
1: I like the idea.
0: I'm just not a creative guy, so the creative modes I tend to just check out.
1: Sure. It depends. I don't have the time for that stuff anymore. Like, I was really creative on Little Big Planet One and Two and a little too ambitious at times. Now, with (laughs) Dreams, there's a part of me that wants to make a whole game in Dreams just because it would be cool, but I don't have the time. I'd have to give up something. I'd probably have to give up the podcast. (laughs) So, let's
0: hope you don't do that.
1: Yeah. Uh, Next thing up is a new EA original title in Lost and Random, uh, which is cool. Looks like a mashup between like Coraline and like a. Tim Burton-esque movie and, like, Alice Madness Returns and its (laughs) quirkiness and, like, mechanics. Did you ever see Alice Madness Returns?
0: Yeah, I played a, a little bit of it. I love that game. It's amazing. It seems very good. I will say I think it's funny that you were like this looks like a mashup between Coraline a Tim Burton movie and then you were Alice. like in a in a Tim Burton movie.
1: <laughs> well, but Alice Madness returns is is American McGee and it's no, n- it's nothing like even the Tim Burton Alice movies which are probably the darkest form of Alice that
0: most people are aware of. Uh the well no i meant that Coraline is a timber oh yeah that's
1: why i said Coraline, and i was like i'll go the extra mile even though it's actually not i mean he was like a producer on it but he wasn't i thought it was that's my fault he didn't spearhead he was like a it's kind of like you remember that movie nine no okay it was like a little it was basically a little big planet movie it was like a little sack people
0: yeah no i don't remember yeah
1: he was like a he was like a producer on it just which means he kind of saw over it but his name is so big that they put his name on all the posters of course yeah, so um Coraline's actually directed by Henry
0: Selleck. Gotcha. I thought he did, so I thought the way you said it was funny, but I guess not.
1: Oh I dude, I completely understand because everybody <laughs> thinks Coraline's a Tim Burton movie because the guy who did it was the guy who I think was the visual director for Nightmare Before Christmas. So it looks gotcha. like a Tim Burton thing. Rightfully it has so has his DNA. It has his DNA. That sounds gross. <laughs> <laughs> his
0: DNA is all over Coraline. But
1: yeah, so he was definitely involved, but there was a reason I went that way about it. You know what I mean?
0: Gotcha, gotcha. My yeah. bad. Uh, game does seem cool. I didn't see, I didn't watch the trailer, but I saw some screenshots. It looks fun. Yeah, looks cool. I like the idea. Probably something I'll definitely
1: play. It, it also gives me a little bit of like visual vibes of uh, Little Nightmares. So Yeah, I could see that. Yeah lastly knockout city got more content coming its way with season two i don't really care about that but i know that some people ended up really liking that game so hope it does well for ea and hope people like it and it keeps doing well so that they can keep liking it that's best i can really say yeah i never played it so big hit of the show here big moment big cent, moment. otherwise known as the monopolizer. They're they're aiming for it, <laughs> but Sumo Digital, uh, which if for some reason you're not aware of who Sumo Digital is, they are a developer that houses so many different remote teams that you've played almost have to have played a game from them. Um, they did the most recent Little Big Planet game from uh, or whatever you want to call it, which was Sackboy's Big Adventure for PS4 and PS5. They did a Little Big Planet 3. They did uh, Sonic uh, All Stars, as well as Sonic Team Racing, that was recent. They did um, Crackdown 3, which is probably not a good example of their <laughs> work. But yeah, Sumo is a big team with a bunch of stuff. I mean, like, they have a ton of games. They're not exclusive to anybody now, even with it being uh, Tencent, unless Tencent tries to come out with a console. Doesn't seem like what they'd want to do. But yeah, who knows? Hard to say. So quick, the quick. I guess the rest of the information is they bought them for one point three billion, which I could see someone thinking might be overvalued, but sheer yeah. sheer potential of output. Nah, that that seems actually pretty reasonable. Uh, they have so many teams that this is basically like a little Bethesda, but without a bunch of IP that they actually own. They own a little bit of IP, but not a lot. So, Chris, what are your kind of quick thoughts on that?
0: Like, you know, initial thoughts when you saw it. <clears throat> um, sucks to be sumo digital. <sighs> yeah. And good, good, good for the rich guys who sold out to a communist dictatorship. Good for them.
1: Yeah. So the interesting part here is that the guy who's acting as president is still acting as president.
0: Yeah, he had the. I, I love that he was like, "Oh, the can't wait to see what." working with Tencent brings to us. We're so excited for the opportunities. I don't know if they know about communism, but they're not getting any opportunities.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, I think that this one's weird. And I know I bring up Tencent and I think what I consider to be their over... Acquisition of things a lot. They have their hand in everything. Even if they don't own it, they have shares in it so that they are part of, to some degree, what's going on. So when Quantic Dream went off on their own, they didn't just go off on their own. They went off on their own with Tencent. Uh, Destiny, you know, and all that stuff going on uh, with Bungie, Bungie went off on their own. And after they went off of their own from Activision, it was really they went off on their own with Tencent. Um, I think it's not surprising to envision a point where almost every gaming thing has got some kind of hand uh, of China in there and people go, what's the worry here? And it gets weird because this is a conversation I was having the other night, not specifically about Tencent, but about we were talking about the (laughs) A Quiet Place part two. And what we were talking about is at the beginning of the movie, like the first 10 minutes are on youtube and you can watch them and they're put up from paramount like it's it's all official Mm -hmm. but there's a part of the movie where a tv is blurred only in the youtube video and i this is news to me but i went and checked it out and thought it was interesting uh and i've seen the movie and saw had watched the movie too so when he saw that he's like what and so he went back and looked at what it actually says and it says like thousands uh, die in in hong kong or beijing or something um and so the thing would come why was that blurred out on youtube if you had to guess what would you think
0: what did it have Tiananmen square in it <laughs>
1: you would imagine it's you don't want to you don't want to put china in any kind of negative light which is normally sure. the problem we face right does everybody remember the the transformers movies that michael bay did once he came back with the uh, old marky mark and the funky bunch where <laughs> <laughs> where the entire latter half of the movie happened in china and instead of it being like godzilla versus kong where they end up in hong kong because hong Kong's a city that has a lot of cool neon lights so it's a cool battleground <clears throat> but doesn't necessarily say anything good or bad about china in it it's just a it's just there instead the chinese government is a good guy in this and they're doing all these good things to help get stop the the transformers from running rampant so what's going on here and the reason that it's it's something for me is that censorship is a weird thing technically censorship is when you've made something one way and you're forced to change it or edit it because of someone's because of someone's wishes but there's this thing where i think it's It's basically self-censorship, which I think is still a problem because the thought process is being pushed down on you from somebody that has a hand in your stuff where you know now because of their involvement, if you put this thing in, it's just going to get changed anyway or be asked to change. And so you don't even make something the way you otherwise would have because of fear of having to be censored. And maybe that's not censorship, but it's basically the same thing to me. Mm -hmm. And China have very strict viewpoints that they want In and things they are involved in. Tencent is not a a standalone Chinese company from some hardworking Chinese people that built it up from the ground up. It is directly funded by the Chinese government, which means that the Chinese government has interest in the company, interest in controlling what the company does to some degree, interest in who the company goes after so they can get their hands on more things. This is not small. No. That's where I stand on it. And uh, it's interesting because uh, I don't listen to Colin. I like Colin, but I don't listen to his yeah. stuff. I don't have time, nor do I just really excessively want to. But I know he talks about this because uh, every now and then I follow him on Twitter. So every now and then I see things. I saw him talking about this, and I've been talking about this forever. I think this is something that's important. And I think more often than not, you're going to start seeing these things creep up. There's an interesting story where they had to change parts of Final Fantasy 15 because the game couldn't have released in China without major changes because in China you can't, I I might be wrong a little bit on what exactly it was, but in China you can't show like uh, skeletons and demon looking things or whatever because it has something to do with death. I'm probably a little wrong on what that is, but the game ended up changing a big design thing for all parts of the game in every release because they were trying to do something that would make the game not do well in China. Now that's not even actual China that's a company already trying to do things themselves to make more money in a business in china and if a business wants to do that i guess it's their prerogative but goes to show how influential china is even when they don't own in any kind of investment in the companies that they're working with so
0: yeah um (laughs) i don't know i just I, i don't like this stuff I don't have much more to say. And I think you're. I agree with everything you're you saying. Uh, I don't know. I just. It's hard for me to really understand selling to China at this point.
1: Yeah, me too. Because I mean, it's 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 a, it's a <clears an throat> dollar sign, right? That's that's all yeah. it is.
0: It's well, I mean, that's that's why I would argue they overpaid because they overpaid so that people would be like morals. Morals. <laughs> what are those? Screw those things. Don't worry um, about those. Yeah. I mean, you were talking about the censorship stuff, and just look at that Arc System work story. Like that story is insane to me. Yep. So, I mean it's gross
1: <laughs> yeah th- it's, it's weird things like that though where I don't understand that you know I, I have a couple of people I'm not going to name names because it's not really important but I have people who I know who have listened to the show and maybe still do who kind of view censorship in a very different light and I think it's an important to distinguish it, distinguish which ones which I think that there is self-censorship because you don't want to deal with the reactions of somebody, which is a certain type of, it's not really censorship, but it's changing something because you don't want to deal with a backlash, which is, okay, that's a version. There's changing because you're forced to, because either a company's forcing you to, like Sony was, with a lot of games, and still seemingly are, or there's censorship where you're basically so worried about what's going to happen from the people directly above you and not like social. Cause like, you know, the first form is more like, I don't want to make this type of story because the potential social blowback is something I don't want to have to deal with. Then there's, well, daddy China probably won't be too happy if I make a story about this. So how about for daddy China's sake, we make Finn be not important at all completely take him out of all of the advertisement that we had in America <laughs> with him being front and center and just get rid of him because the chinese people <clears throat> they don't really like that <laughs> you know what i mean it's there is you could see proof of it in so many places and for people to act like it's nothing is uh, is interesting to me
0: it's burying your head in the sand and pretending everything's fine when i think any any like close look at the situation would be like oh this might not be good yeah it was like how do you how are you okay with this after Crytek was that story leaked of them being like yeah we're pretty sure they're trying to steal military secrets with our stuff yeah like yeah seriously wouldn't surprise me
1: and that's what i mean you know you i let me back up too because yes i am specifically targeting china But in the same instance where a government-funded company comes up in America and just goes out and buys everything and then continues to have influence from the actual U.S. government, no, I don't want that. You know, I think the interesting thing here is that I think the thing that China might be actually getting a little bit right in an interesting way is – Having the government put money into technology and gaming like this so that people can have the opportunity to come up and start doing it. But the problem is is that China doesn't put the money aside to do that and then let it start on its own and be its own thing. It's always going to be influenced directly by the Chinese government because they basically own it. I think there's something to be said of America doing something like Canada does where they take money and they disperse it out to creative people that they think have interesting things and use government funding in a weird way, be it grants or whatever you want to call it, to bring new people into gaming. Um, Good example for Canada, even though he's kind of a butthole, that old Phil Fish guy who made uh, Fez. That game was completely funded by the Canadian government. That's a good thing. It's good for a government to go, hey, you know, this is the thing. Why don't we help basically start up and kickstart a, a US company that can act in this way but not be influenced by us because we don't actually own them you know like they have to operate within the means of legality but otherwise we don't influence them you know the same thing would be gross if it was like uh, the american government trying to go in and buy parts of activision and parts of ea and parts of vivendi or any of the things that you want to say right and then yeah. being like by the way people <laughs> let us look at your uh confidential phone calls and let's um uh let's see if we can crack into something else over here those are gross oversights of what should be happening and that's what's happening yeah it's a lot like uh people don't want to think about it right because this is going to get weirdly i'm going to try and skirt around this because it's not the important part of it but I think it was partially because it happened during Trump's era. But Huawei. Uh. Oh,
0: yeah. They're Wa- not allowed here.
1: Yeah, Huawei were not allowed here for a very <sighs> specific reason. Or I won't say this. They weren't not allowed, but they were basically heavily, you were warned not to use their stuff because they had basically come out and said they were using this to try and get confidential secrets out of the America, out of like American, general American public. And that's gross. <laughs> you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i have i or i had a huawei honor phone uh and whenever that came out i was like "Mm, don't like that and so i didn't use it anymore (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's i don't know it's it's weird that's really all it is it's odd It is odd. And I know it's hard not to do business with China to some degree, but there's a difference between doing business with China and letting your business be run by China uh, or any, therefore, government that would act in the same way that China's acting with this information. So I don't think this is good. I I, I mean, it may be good for Sumo because they've got, you know, a lot of money coming into them now, and they get to kind of do what they want. Will you actually see a real impact in the gaming community immediately? Probably not. You know, anytime that you do something like this, there's stuff that's already being worked on. Uh, Will you ever actually see the impact or will it be something that's kind of where the wolves keeps getting pulled over our eyes? It's hard to say, but that doesn't mean that we should just let it go unchecked. And I don't really know. It's one of those things where I'm just a normal person. I don't know what to do about it. I genuinely don't know what to do about it because even if you vote with your wallet and stop buying it it doesn't stop the fact that China owns these companies
0: yeah I don't know there's the thing is there's no way to live a perfect life in this situation no sure it's just we gotta I just think there needs to be more stock put into it and I think because it's video games you know people don't care and that's that's true fair And,
1: and maybe that's the genius way to do this right Maybe the genius way to get in here is video games and smartphones. Th- seemingly innocuous things that people don't really think about much. Maybe that's the easiest way to get in. Definitely exactly. video games. You know, people are just going to be like, oh, you know, its they're just buying up video it's, games companies.
0: It's just the Marios. What can they do with the Mario brother? Yeah. So
1: we'll see. It's a problem that I hope doesn't continue, but it's something I don't currently see slowing down. I agree. I hope it, I hope they figure it out. Uh, I don't even know who they are. You know, that's that. <laughs> I'm being genuine. I, I don't know. The only people that right now, the only real defense there is to this, is companies that just they steal, they steal wall. No matter how much money we're not selling to you, and I think that's hard because money is easily alluring. And if you're the president of a company who's getting offered 1.3 billion, and you still get to work there and get a Paycheck every and get more money. Why would you care? Even if you don't, right? Even if you're just Notch and you sell, you know, let's say he would have sold Minecraft at ten cent. What does he care? Yeah. Actually, the, the I, ironic part is, is that Notch actually would care in this situation. I was about to say, Notch but, is
0: not the best example. Yeah. But, but my, my point being saying. is
1: that anyone who is in Notch's situation where you get handed billions of dollars and then you just walk away and don't have any hand in it. It's no longer something for you to worry about, but it should be. And that's the only real way I can see something being done about this, is Sony saying, no, we won't. And no, we will not work with people who are, uh, you know. At this point, it would be that Sumo no longer makes any of the Sony franchises. And that's unfortunate because uh, Sackboy's Big Adventure was great. Fantastic game. But if they do another one, and that means that Sony willingly let a company come in and do this, knowing who they're part of, then that means Sony's complicit.
0: I agree. I I don't think that Sony's gonna care at all, though. But I would argue that Sony is a megacorp. I guess it's fine for me, you know? Maybe that's not reasonable, but...
1: Yeah, I mean, even if Sony's complicit, like you said, it's hard to live a perfect life, because the reality is, is that at some point, Microsoft's gonna be complicit with them. At some point, Nintendo's probably already been complicit with them so is microsoft actually probably i know sony's been complicit with them tencent's been involved in things that sony's in but you know it it's also depends on how much bigger it gets at some point i feel like sony needs to go yeah this is not us this is not what we should be doing
0: and it's I bad guess the for other the thing industry was, as a whole the other thing with sony is that it's sony you know they're a japanese corp so true it's the, i think there's less of an onus on sony but then there is an onus on Microsoft and the consumer of Sony products. Sure. Sure.
1: It's a hard thing. I'm curious to see where we go with it. And I th- I do think it's a thing where I don't, it's, it's weird. I think more people should care and in, in an ideal situation, more people do care and raise a voice about it so that more gets done about it. Hopefully. But at the same time, I can't blame anybody for just wanting to be like, that's too rich for my blood. I don't really know about it. I can't do anything about it. I just want to enjoy the next sack boy game. You know, I don't blame you. I
0: don't. Yeah, I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah, and if you turn the podcast off as soon as you guys to this part, I don't blame you either. If you want to stay away from the politics of it all, I get it. But I guess where I'm going with this is that the the fear, however small it may be, is that at one point, you can't keep away from all of this because if you if they keep digging their way into gaming and getting a bigger, bigger foothold, they may get to a point where you can't just be blind to it and go about your day. It's hard to say. Mm-hmm. So I guess we'll leave the episode off there and go back to, like Chris said, the community's take for this, I think it would be fun to be, even though we've talked about this before, uh, not necessarily ask the community's take question for it, but uh, if PS Home came back around uh, and... In general, would you like it to be linked to, or uh, some of the end game things to be linked to platinum specifically or trophy specifically? Would you like it to be like, if you get uh, going back to my Scarlet Nexus thing, right? If you get a completion trophy for it, right? If you get the trophy, that's like, oh, you finished the game. The game, the that home awards you somehow, and then if you get a platinum, you get a even bigger reward somehow, some way um well i'll find a way to kind of better word that but it's basically going to be involved with playstation home and how you'd like to use it if you would like to use it so chris thanks for joining me man oh you're welcome thanks for having me yeah all right i'm gonna go off and um do something with my remaining 30 minutes before i need to go to sleep (laughs) (laughs) but uh, we hope you guys have enjoyed the episode. Uh, if you think that your friends would like the show, go shout it out to them. We always love getting new opinions in the community's take section, and that normally comes from people who decide to listen and be vocal and active with us. So for those of you who are, we appreciate it. And for those of you who are more passive and just enjoy the show, we understand and we appreciate it as well. Um, so without further ado i would like to close the show off by thanking our patrons who make the show possible without having to dig into our own pockets you guys are all amazing you know who you are uh but in case you just want everyone else to know who you are we always shout out our patrons at the end of every episode every single one of them until we get too many to where it's just basically impossible to do that uh so without further ado big shout out to kyle grimm Josh Jarrell, Matthew Green. My name is Dan. Luke Bartolomeo, Sean Sandarood, Funk Turkey, Funk Danny Villiobos, Corey Hickerson, Blake Pope's, Kevin Baconbits, Mark Schutz, Shadowist, Steven Salazar, The Stonard, Rich, Constantly Kenny, Solitary Red, Chris Figs, Zachary Sawyer. Landis, Rude Days 93, Josh Drago, Bailey Robertson, Brian, Donovan Williams, Derek Porter, Josh Ayers, Joshua Lago, Sean One Neo, Tyler Powers, Jehudi MD, Rob Warpoint, Richard Schaefer, and Ham in an Thank you all so much. Hey
0: Brett. What's up, buddy? You ever think about the fact that a baby is a fully cooked cream pie?